What position will be pushed up the most in tonight's special draft? Can the pros, including Bob Harris, Matthew Friedman, and Scott Fish, take control this evening? Or will the upstart Joes, led by 2015 Football Guys Players Championship $300,000 winner Blake Pyle, have their way with the analysts? Plus, Dave Gerzak rejoins this year's coverage of the Pros versus Joes Leagues when we begin the second half of the competition with a special two-hour broadcast of tonight's Here Comes the Rain Again, League Number 5. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balthman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Thanks a lot, Rob. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this special July 31st Pros vs. Joes episode number four of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. Greetings and salutations to all you balkaholics, anger, Zach, and addicts. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman. And my co-host is the patron saint of fantasy football, the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Tonight we have the fourth of six special episodes for you. It's the Pros vs. Joes. Here comes the Rain Again Division Number 4 draft tonight, and we'll be covering it for you for two hours. If you wanted to follow the live draft board, you can do so at youtube.com slash highstakesfantasyfootball. If you are tuning into the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour for the first time tonight, we normally air Fridays at 10, 9 central, blogtalk.com slash HSFF. You can download us later on iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, uh, Overcast FM, all those good places, uh, Stitcher Radio. You can download us there later if you can't make the Friday live show, but it's always a lot of fun to listen to us live. So check that out. We bring a new uh, High Stakes Fantasy Football player every week on the show to pick their brain, give you some uh, good advice for the upcoming draft season, and it's a lot of fun. So hopefully you can tune in with us uh, in the future for our normal broadcast. Shout out to the chat room right now. You can uh, post your questions you might have in there if you want to connect with us on Twitter, uh, at HSFF Hour, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak. You can post on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. And if you want to give us a call tonight, like we're going to be hearing from some pros and Joes, 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA. You can email the show at highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, our producer and mutual friend Rob and audio engineer Bryce will get those questions to us throughout the evening tonight. We'll be happy to uh, ask them on the air if we do have a pro or Joe uh, on with us calling in at that point. Uh, quick plug, myffpc.com is your home for high-stakes fantasy football with drafts starting at $35 and up, including online satellite leagues, super flex leagues, and football guys players championship drafts. It truly is a fun uh, atmosphere, a price point for everybody, a format for everybody at myffpc.com. Dave, welcome back into the studio. We uh, want to thank, of course, Farrell Elliott, Alex Blake, and Jared Smoller for co-hosting the last three episodes uh, that we had for the listeners last week, but it's good to have you back in the studio, man. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad to be back, Balky. I'm refreshed. 
And, uh, you know, for me now, these are my first three drafts. So you can say, oh, he took this guy this this spot. Not for me, Balky. These right. are all brand new. So totally fresh for you, except I know that you listened to all the shows last week in, in full. So I know you know what happened. I was mostly drunk, to be honest, when I listened to them. So I, I barely remember. I remember, like, the first 15 minutes of each show. And then I just passed out, like, around, around 7 each night. We're going to get the uh, fantasy analysis coming up in just a little bit here. But I do want to put out our thanks to Darren Armani from FantasyMojo.com, who helps put this together. Dave, if he, you, he puts it together. He, he doesn't help. Okay, well, yeah, he basically, he does, like, does, everything. basically does everything. So, Darren Armani, thank you. Uh, he'll be drafting later on this week as well in the competition. Dave, for people who are not familiar with the Pros vs. Joe's contest, uh, give them an idea of what's at stake here, what these 12 teams are playing for. Well, really, the main big prize, and these are league prizes, is everyone who, um, in every league, you get a 2017 main event team if you take first. So, you know, it's a nice value. I mean, one in 12 shot at that. Um, Almost a $2,000 prize. Right. And, and, and uh, it only pays out first place and no entry fee for this. No entry fee. It's invite only. Uh, either people who register for the main event, they get a drawing, or some various pros in the industry uh, get invited. Uh, so it's great. Every year, everybody has fun with it. I mean, I think there is a little bit of extra prizes for first place overall, but I honestly don't remember what they are. Yeah, uh, Nelson Sousa, who drafted last week, he's actually giving away an autographed Matthew Stafford football, whoever wins his league. He said he was confident enough to put that up because he's pretty sure he's winning his league. <laughs> so that's up for grabs. Uh, and for people who do want to become a Joe, like uh, Dave said, get your main event deposit or team paid off by the early bird deadline a week after the NFL football draft and you'll be entered into the drawing to become one of the 36 Joes that will be in the competition next year. So let's go through the first round here, Dave, as we are nearly through it. I'm going to introduce each player with their pick per uh, the huge, as it's been uh, the last week or so. Bob Harris from Football Diehards uh, is the pro selecting under the one position. No surprise, takes Antonio Brown. I believe that is the fourth straight PBJ where Antonio Brown has gone number one. $300,000 winner, Football Guys Players Championship title holder from 2015, Blake Pyle, drafting next to Bob Harris tonight. Again, we see David Johnson go at the 102. Now, defending champion Jake Seeley, a week ago tonight, took David Johnson with the second overall pick. Now we see David Johnson go again, this time to Blake Pyle. Kevin Cole from rotoviz.com takes Odell Beckham, 103 today. Now, I don't know if you saw the news reports, Dave, but he actually had a lower leg, uh, lower leg injury in practice today, and I was concerned how far he would fall. However, uh, it sounds like he was just cleated by Janoris Jenkins. He's going to be okay, so we didn't see a Beckham free fall. He goes at the 103 tonight. You know, I had, I had, a, I had a, a possible inkling that something might have gone on with Beckham today because Tim Connolly from all my dynasty leagues, he put out a, a, a little press release to everyone in our league that Beckham is now available today this afternoon. So. I had a feeling something was going on, so there you have it. Yeah, there you go. Um, Matt Marcoux is the Joe drafting at 104. He takes Julio Jones, the uh, um, sort of de facto third of the triumvirate of receivers going early on in drafts this year. Matt Marcoux takes Julio Jones. Matthew Friedman from FantasyLabs.com actually is picking fifth tonight. He takes the first tight end off the board, and that's Rob Gronkowski, Matt Friedman, uh, who I believe will be joining the program at some point tonight, former co-host of the show, and I'm actually going to be recording a show with him and, of, uh, of course, a friend of the show, Danny Mueller. We're going to be recording a Rotoviz podcast this week uh, about the pros versus Joes, the best ball formats at the FFPC, and I think we might get some Terminator talk in there as well. So plenty of FFPC stuff in that podcast that's coming up on Rotoviz later on this week. Very exciting. Yeah, you know, um, you know, you know, I, I'm just as you were saying all this, Balky. Yeah. 
You're an industry guy now. No, I'm not an industry. You're guy. like you, you know, you're hobnobbing with all the industry guys. Definitely not. Um, I am as you're, you're in the end zone. I am as I'm in like the friend zone. Put it this, put it this way. I am as much industry as Donald Trump is establishment. <laughs> That's probably pretty accurate. Darren Summer, another former guest of the show, picking out of the sixth spot tonight, takes DeAndre Hopkins, who had the shortest holdout in the NFL history. I believe it was less than a day. Really? But a 22-hour holdout he had. What did he, what did he I didn't pay attention to you. Upset with his contract. Uh, he's reporting because he wants to help the team win, but he's disappointed that uh, Houston GM Rick Smith did not uh, want to – uh, adjust his contract based on his performance and future performance, quite honestly. So he did report then? He did report today. I think it wasn't there something where like half of his salary or at least a third of it was tied to him reporting on time. Otherwise he would have lost that. So something like, like he, I believe he had a half a million dollar roster bonus or I believe, was that what it was? And he was, like he's that. going to be fined 40,000 every day he missed. So it, it could become uh, extremely costly for him if he was to uh, hold out long, but he did not. By the way, whenever I think of, player agents now with the exception of Farrell I always think of like you know Hopkins talking to his agent I always just think of The Rock from Ballers so yeah. I, I think like every, like every agent is like, like The Rock talking to his player yeah um, I don't watch that show you should I know you, sh- I, you said I should I've watched a couple of episodes couldn't get into it you know what show I'm really into on HBO right now The Night Of it's a mini series okay. fantastic you would really like it alright uh, of I'll course tune in. from our day job mm-hmm. uh, Aaron who, who works with us I told him about it he's hooked now yeah well so I don't really. Aaron's opinion. It's a good show. Not not key to my uh, watching of shows. It, it's definitely a good show, uh, regardless of Aaron's opinion. Scott Fish from DynastyLeagueFootball.com is selecting next to Darren Summer tonight. He uses his first-round pick on Todd Gurley, the second running back off the board tonight to Scott Fish. Roger Gifford, the FFPC Joe, next to Scott Fish takes A.J. Green. And Ezekiel Elliott goes off the board to FantasySportsCentral.com's Mike Visconti. Jay Flake, who we actually just had on the show, Dave, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, he is drafting 10th tonight, and he took Lamar Miller. Adrian Peterson off the board to Sam Hendricks from ExtraPointPress.com with the penultimate pick of the first round. And rounding out the first round, sort of been a popular final first round pick this year in a lot of draft type commission, Jacksonville wide receiver Allen Robinson to Stan Smith, the shoe icon, as it were. <laughs> you know, if he calls in, he's going he's gonna to be like, yeah, I've never heard that before, you jerk. You yeah. know, he's, it's, just, it's a dumb comment that I made, but here we go. He's hearing it again tonight. So that is the first round, Dave, I think the biggest surprise. And we can get your thoughts on this because I sort of shared it with, uh, with the audience last week when David Johnson went at the 102 and, and Farrell and I talked about it. It's a matter of getting your guys. And, and Blake Pyle really went out and did that tonight at the 102. Not something I would have done, but if you believe in David Johnson's talent, sky's the limit for him. And the 102, it makes some sense there. Yeah, I would agree. And when you look at the other uh, running backs, you know, running backs, everyone just cannot stand that position. You know, it's like Mr. Yuck. The sticker is green, and these are like Mr. Yuck, um, which shows how old I am. You know, you look at Todd Gurley, he's got a rough schedule. You know, elite talent, tough schedule. People don't like that at all. They're not going to score a ton of points. Ezekiel Elliott's still a rookie. Romo looked fat in a recent Twitter picture, so that, that might be a problem. I didn't see that picture. Yeah, he Romo did. did? He looked fat, but I mean, he might have been wearing something, but jersey, whatever. Right. Um, Extra Lamar- weight. <laughs> Uh, Lamar Miller, you know, he's switching teams. You don't really know for sure how great he's going to be. And then you have Adrian Peterson, who's, you know, he's getting up there in age. He's already got a little bit of an injury going on. And he wasn't really that amazing last year. So David Johnson, I mean, the thing with him, and I think that that's why he's emerging just a little bit as the first running back, is as long as, so long as you can count on Arians giving him the ball, 
he's going to be great. I mean, he can catch passes. I mean, they're saying he looks fantastic in camp. Uh, that the second year, I think I I like the pick. I like Johnson a lot. I'm a little surprised we saw five running backs go in the first round. I can't imagine that this is the highest number of running backs that have gone in the first round of an FFPC draft this season, but it's certainly right up there with the most. We've seen the wide receiver draft of this past Tuesday. Wide receivers got pushed up. The tight end draft was the previous Monday. A lot of the tight ends got pushed up in that draft. Perhaps tonight's the running back draft. We can only... Uh, say that uh, we'll see because we are so young into this draft right now. Uh, leading off the second round, Stan Smith took Des Bryant with the first uh, pick of the uh, round number two tonight. Alshon Jeffrey goes off the board to Sam Hendricks, and then Jay Flake goes running back receiver, pairing Keenan Allen with his first round pick, Lamar Miller. Brandon Marshall with his quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, in tow, now finally going up the boards into the early second round. Brandon Marshall is the 204 selection for Mike Visconti from Fantasy Sports Central tonight. Yes, you can. Brandon Marshall, where was he going before Fitzpatrick came into camp? Yeah, I would say late second, early third. And it's so stupid, right? I mean, we knew I don't Fitzpatrick. Think it, I don't, I don't no, think we I, did. Everyone knew Fitzpatrick was coming back. I, I mean, think, it's so dumb. I think there's a lot of people that, that were that, dumb and didn't think he was. I don't know, man. There's, <laughs> I think when you look at how drawn out this, this whole process was with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think that even the most staunch believers in that Fitzpatrick would sign had to waver a little bit. Apparently I'm wrong because you never wavered. Well, I mean, how, how many, when's the last time, and I'm sure there was one, that a, a holdout lasted through week 10 of the season, like where they, where they have to, they go all the way through like week 10 of the season, and then they come back in like week 11 so that they get their year to count. When was the last time that happened? Uh, I don't know, but... It's been so long it, that it, you don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. But I will say this, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a uh, Ivy League educated man. He has always sort of um, gone to the beat of his own drum, as it were. Yeah, look at his stupid beard. Right, and his hair. Did you see how crazy his hair is? Yeah. It's massively out of control. Man, I wish I had hair that thick. Uh, so it, it wouldn't have shocked me at all to see him. I would have been surprised, but it would not have shocked me to see him say, you know what, I'm good. I'm, I'm not going to subject myself to any more concussions. I got a family. I made a ton of cash. I'm going to use my degree now to... He never had a big... He didn't get a big paycheck like Carson Palmer did when Palmer yes. trying to retire. He's not, he's not up there with the most massive quarterback contracts in history, but relatively speaking, to guys like... Listen, to guys like you and me, I mean, we make Fitzpatrick money every day. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, for he, the course of his career, he has made millions of dollars. He is, he is going to be okay. A number of millions. I think he could easily move on to the next part of his life with well, help playing quarterback for the Jets again. Well, once he moves on from the NFL, he's going to go apply for a job, and they're going, to, they're going to be like, well, what have you done for the last like eight or nine years? And they're like, I'm going to play quarterback. Like, well, have you done anything like that might help our organization here? And you know? he'll be like, yeah. All he's done is goofed off and played sports. Yes, and be like, yeah, I played quarterback. I don't even have to show up for work. Just put my face on something, and I'm going to make you millions of dollars. Put my beard on something, and I'm going to make you millions of dollars. Oh, boy. So that was my belief on, on Ryan Fitzpatrick. The pick after Brandon Marshall, the get back uh, on, on pace here. Well, is you guys Ro- are drafting slow, so we just have to yeah. make conversation. I guess. Roger Gifford uh, takes Jarvis Landry, the Miami Dolphins receiver at the 205. Le'Veon Bell is Scott Fish's selection at the 206, so he's not afraid to start off running back, running back. Uh, the second, or excuse me, the third team to start off with two straight receivers tonight is uh, Darren Summer, and he takes Mike Evans at the uh, 207. Devontae Freeman and Jamal Charles, a couple of running backs that are being drafted solidly in the second round. Now they go in the second round once again tonight. Freeman to Fantasy Labs, Matthew Friedman, 
and Jamal Charles to Matt Marcoux. Jordan Reed was the last selection here as, uh, wow, look at that. A couple of explosive players uh, for team number three tonight. That's Rotovis's Kevin Cole. It goes Odell Beckham and Jordan Reed. Interesting stuff there, Dave, to see uh, three teams start off with uh, receiver, receiver. Remember, this is a best ball format to refresh everybody's memory. This is a 28-round draft experts league with FFPC scoring. That's a point and a half uh, point per catch for tight ends. And it is a format that allows you to flex out two guys, one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, kicker defense, and two flexes. You want to start four receivers, four running backs, go right ahead. Three tight ends, sure, why not? We'll allow it. (laughs) So that is uh, going to affect the tight end scoring tonight. If you're a little surprised when you see the tight ends get pushed up the board, then what you normally see in fantasy drafts, that is the reason why. Let's go to the phone lines to the 949 right now. Who are we talking to? You're on the air with Eric and Dave. Uh, this is Kevin Cole, Rotoviz. Kevin, we're just uh, just uh, giving talking you smack about your no, team. We're buddy. giving you a lot of praise with your first two selections here, <laughs> Odell Beckham and Jordan Reed, two uh, extremely high ceiling players, and you get them both. You had to be pretty happy about that. Well, I mean, I was pretty happy. You know, I actually wanted to go Charles there, and the the guy before me, uh, I guess he accidentally took. Demarius Thomas, I got Charles, and then they reset it. So at that point, I looked at it and I said, eh, you know, I don't like the wide receivers or the running backs a whole lot there, so why not take the guy who was, you know, outscoring Gronk down the stretch last year? And solidly the second tight end off the board in most of these pros versus Joe's drafts, Kevin. Uh, I, I really like the pick there uh, with Reed and obviously Beckham uh, getting him at the 103. He's been going at the 102 in a lot of drafts, so you can make the case while the value is very incremental here in the first two rounds. I do like uh, the players that you selected. Tell us a, a little bit about your overall strategy coming into this draft and what you were trying to accomplish here in these first few rounds. Well, I like to get one running back here in the first few rounds just because of being a best ball format. You can't hit the waiver wires like you would elsewhere, although there are a lot of guys available a little bit later, probably in that running back 15 to 30-ish sort of area where you can get some legitimate starters in there, some guys you know they're at least going to get volume like maybe a Frank Gore or someone like that. I mean, it's not sexy, but you know you can get them. Um, so I'd like to get maybe one solid running back. You know, I'm not necessarily wanting a tight end early, but if you look at someone like Jordan Reed, I think he's going to outscore all the wide receivers that are in that area. So I decided to go there and, you know, just, just try to pile up some some high upside guys. And then down the road, uh, I'll be able to figure out which guys are going to give you that combination of volume and upside. We talked about the uh, tight ends getting pushed up in the board uh, on the board tonight, Kevin. When you look at this format, uh, were you focusing on? You know, I know you weren't um, expecting to get Jordan Reed. You're hoping for Jamal Charles that dropping to you in the second round, but you do get that tight end early. Were you looking to snare an elite tight end just to make sure that you would be um, sort of playing defense if there was a massive tight end run in the second half? or on the opposite end of the uh, draft board of where you're selecting from. Was that a a point that you wanted to make sure uh, that your team addressed early on tonight, or did the board just uh, fall that way for you? I think the board just just fell that way for me. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where the guys in a non, you know, where you're not having that plus format for the TV. You know, guys like Antonio Gates I like later on in drafts, but those guys could get pushed up so far that it doesn't seem good in this sort of format. So, uh, you know, I, I like I like just getting guys that are going to score a lot of points early. And I think Jordan Reed kind of fit into that situation there. Once I couldn't get Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles was probably the last player 
that was on the board other than Jordan Reed where you figure he could be the top overall guy at that position. I didn't see that happening for any of the wide receivers, whether it be Demarius Thomas, Jordy Nelson, those guys. I mean, they're going to have solid seasons, but I don't think they're going to be number one overall. Do you put any credence into the uh, – when people have this discussion of taking a player like Sterling Shepard because you have Beckham now and just you know kind of protecting yourself a little bit in case Beckham gets injured, or if Beckham has a rough game, maybe Shepard has the good game for the team – also, what about Eli Manning? Are you interested in pairing those guys up and getting the hookup? Yeah, I'm definitely interested in Eli Manning. Uh, Shepard, I wish I was as high on him as some others are. I mean, I'm, I don't think Victor Cruz is necessarily going to come back to form with that patellar tendon uh, injury, but, you know, he's looking a lot better this year, and I, supposedly after you have an injury like that, the problem is you have a lot of tightness there, so maybe he's had enough time to come back. So I don't know if Shepard would be that guy. I thought about Julio Jones a lot. At the uh, at the 103, you guys mentioned how Beckham had this injury scare. Well, Julio Jones has also got some sort of plantar fasciitis issue. So if I would have gone Julio Jones, then I think I would have looked for someone like a Mohamed Sanu because he's a guy you can get late who will step in. You know, great if Julio Jones goes down, could have big games whenever Julio Jones is down. I'm not quite as certain who that second guy is going to be for the Giants. Kevin, you are all over the place in the fantasy football industry. Contributor to RotoViz, Roto World, Numberfire, Pro Football Focus, all over the place. But you also host the Numbers Game Pod for, uh, the, for Roto, the Numbers Game Podcast. Oh, you kind of. Right. I, Sorry, the Numbers Game Podcast. Well, you know, you have enunciated for God's sake. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little tired. No. <laughs> anyway, Kevin, uh, you host the Numbers Game Podcast uh, for RotoViz. Tell uh, the listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it has a fantasy football focus, but we also like to bring on some of the top names in the football analytics area. I mean, we've had Brian Burke from ESPN. We've had some other people that have, that have worked over there. We have guys that are doing anything from using, you know, algorithm-based formulas to sports bet to, to guys that are, that are doing it for the fantasy football world. Um, it, it's, just, it's just an interesting way of looking at it. I mean, at Rotoviz, we're a little bit more of a – numbersy type of website so this is bringing together the fantasy football and also the numbers side of football generally and i think the more you know about football from that analytics perspective it can help you know not only for your for for just understanding what's going on in the game as a fan but it can also help as a fantasy football player kevin you are on the clock right now give the listeners a little taste about your thought process with this 303 pick yeah you know there, there are a few guys here uh, I'm not thrilled about the the running backs in this situation. I'm not really thrilled about the the wide receivers either. I feel like I need to get one running back there because I mentioned the fact that um, I, I don't really know what's going to happen. Is I, I normally do kind of a zero running back approach in, in normal drafts. So I'm going to go ahead and take Rashawn McCoy here. I think he's got a healthy workload that he's going to see. He could have some upside. You know, Carlos Williams has got some some weight issues <laughs> at best right now. Um, I do like Eddie Lacy a little bit, but I think with Starks looming, uh, I'm just going to go McCoy, and I'm going to take the guy who's, who's you know, head and shoulders the lead dog in the backfield. Kevin, before we let you go, uh, we do have another caller on the line here that would like to say hello. Uh, caller, go ahead and introduce yourself to uh, Kevin Cole. Hey, uh, Kevin, this is your friend Matt Friedman. How's it going? Hey, good, Matt. How's it going? It's like old times, old times. My former co-host from the Numbers Game pod. So uh, it's bringing back memories here. I'd be doing a lot better if you had tonight's LaShawn McCoy. 
<laughs> you know, hey, Fat, Fat, Fat Eddie was still waiting for you. Well, Fat Eddie, uh, we, we broke up last year. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't like because the way I Yeah, I, I, you know, I, we, we, we hosted a numbers game pod last year going into the season where I was making the pitch for zero running back and – Two guys that I mentioned uh, as early draft picks who I thought, you know, you don't really know if it's situation or talent. I mean, one of them that everyone blew back at me was Marshawn Lynch. Um, I only said that because he hadn't really blown up until Russell Wilson got there. But I also mentioned Eddie Lacy, and a lot of people were thought I was crazy to say that Eddie Lacy wasn't necessarily that talented. And now we see Starks on his heels. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him this year. Yeah, definitely Starks okay. is the guy really late who I think would be great. Sorry, sorry go ahead, Blockman. No, no, man. We we want to we want to talk to you uh, about this, and clearly you you guys are are gushing like a couple of old college roommates uh, about uh, you know whatever whatever you know fantasy football gossip girl the latest trends in tea. Uh, so clearly we 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 would love to keep you on and and talk about that. But I feel like this is more of a private conversation. You guys uh, should uh, keep between yourselves. I can see which which way it's blossoming. Kevin, thank you so much for calling in. We're going to listen to the numbers game pod on uh, Rotobiz. Of course, we already do, and we already follow you on Twitter at Cole underscore Kev. Thanks a lot, man. Good luck the rest of the way. All right. Take it easy, guys. That was Kevin Cole, and, and uh, let's talk to Matt Friedman now. Matt, you, clearly you wanted uh, LaShawn McCoy to fall to you here in the uh, mid-third round. It was not meant to be, and I feel like the fact that you and Eddie Lacy broke up last year, that explains why uh, he and I have been dating so much this year. Apparently, I'm the Eddie Lacy rebound uh, for, uh, for, for him this year, and I don't know. Maybe his heart's still after you. Uh, you uh, skipped over him in, in the third round, but tell us a, a little bit about how you feel your draft is going thus far. You know, it's going okay, but it's always dependent, I feel like, on getting the the later guys that I want in the second half of the draft. And so, you know, like I'm I'm fine with Gronk at five, but I, you know, I would have preferred uh, Odell Beckham Jr. or, you know, like Julio Jones, obviously. I think he went right before me at four. Um, and then uh, in the second uh, second round, I took Devonta Freeman, and I'm I'm fine with him. But you know, I think I was I'm just I'm not super satisfied with how it's gone so far. Um, third round, I was hoping to get either Lashawn McCoy or Jordy Nelson. I'm fine with Demarius. It's like a whole bunch of players I'm fine with, but I'm never like yes, got my guy. I, I, well, and I think that you, you, your point hits home when, when you're just you're not trying to knock these early round picks out of the park because you can only do so much with a diving slider. You know, maybe you, you wrap a double off the wall or something like that. The truly fat, the truly about? fat uh, gopher ball pitches come in the middle rounds of drafts, and those are the ones that you can really sock over the fence. So I feel like that, that uh, your, your point rings true there, where you, you really can't win your league right in these early rounds. You definitely can win it uh, later on. So I like the pick so far uh, that you get uh, Gronk, Freeman, and Demarius Thomas. Tell us a little bit about, because you've drafted in the pros versus Joes before, tell us a little bit about what maybe you're doing a little bit differently this year in this format with you know five other industry analysts, versus six high-stakes FFPC players, maybe something you're trying this year or doing a little bit differently than you have in previous years? So last time I was in this, I went heavy at tight end to begin with. Um, I, I went Gronk and Graham. And this year, I think it was just a little too early for me to try that with Reed. I just didn't feel comfortable taking Reed in the second round. And I think, obviously, Kevin took him right after that. Um, but... 
you know, I think this year I'm kind of looking to have uh, maybe a little more of a balanced approach early on and then try to attack specific positions later in the draft. Uh, so, you know, I, I had thought about a heavy, you know, tight end run or, you know, running back wide receiver. But I think in, in the end, in these early rounds, I just want not to lose the draft so that I can attack positions later on. Matt, we've uh, we've heard your voice on this show before. You've co-hosted a couple of times. Uh, you've uh, been a guest of ours on the Pros versus Joe's drafts before. We always appreciate you calling in. Uh, just to give the uh, listeners an update on you, you're obviously still producing the Rotoviz podcast. You're still producing the Fantasyland podcast. Uh, but you are now the editor in chief over at Fantasy Labs. Tell the listeners a little bit about what you're doing there and what Fantasy Labs is doing in general. Yeah, so I'm uh, running the content, organizing the content on a uh, a day-to-day basis at Fantasy Labs. And Fantasy Labs is a DFS content site. So for everyone who likes to play on DraftKings and FanDuel, uh, we have free content that you can read on a daily basis. We have slate breakdowns every day. But then we also have premium tools, uh, an entire database of historical data uh, that you can look at, just kind of like parse different salaries and things like that. We also have different models created by Jonathan Bales uh, and Peter Jennings and some other people. Uh, we cover, of course, NFL is coming up, so that's something we're very excited about. We cover NFL, MLB is also in season. We cover that. We cover PGA, and uh, you know, just a few months from now, we will be covering NBA. Very exciting stuff. I, I'm listen. Uh, for anybody who does play DFS, Fantasy Labs is a must, and obviously the stuff that uh, Matt is doing over there really enhances the product that much more. Uh, Matt, I know we are, we're probably a few picks away from you here, and I don't want you to say any names uh, because, uh, you know, it, it, it's just bad hoodoo to say that when you're so far away from your pick. Give us an idea maybe of a position you're looking at considering you have a, you have a rainbow start here with a tight end, a running back, and a receiver you really could go in any direction. Is there a certain uh, player at a position that you're looking at here in the mid-fourth? Uh, not in particular, although I will say it's pretty safe I'm not drafting Thomas Rawls. Um, he just he kind of scares me a little bit, and I think that there's a lot of value in Seattle's backfield and the guys who are behind him. Uh, so probably not Thomas Rawls. And then you look at the running back position, I think it might be too early to take some of the other guys that are there, but, I mean, you never really know. Um, I, I don't know. I think a lot just kind of depends on what happens within the next five picks. Now, a lot could happen, and, and I'd love to keep you on, but we are up against the break. We're going to follow you at Matt F. The Oracle on Twitter. Great stuff. Thank you for calling in. Good luck uh, in uh, all your leagues this year, Matt, especially this one. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, man. All right, thanks. Have a good one. That was Matthew Friedman checking in from FantasyLabs.com and, of course, uh, at Matt F. The Oracle on Twitter. As I alluded to, we are up against the break. But, hey, we have another caller coming up right after this. You're listening to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour broadcasting the Pros versus Joes number four. Here comes the rain again draft here uh, with Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. It's the HSFF Hour. I'm Eric Balkman. He's Dave Gerzak. We are rolling into the mid-fourth round here just to catch you up on what happened in the uh, third before we get to uh, our next caller. Sammy Watkins went at the 301 to uh, – I should talk about the last two picks of the second round. Mark Ingram uh, to Blake Pyle at the 211 and Brandon Cooks, the 212 pick. Sammy Watkins then goes to uh, Bob Harris 
Amari Cooper follows it up to Blake Pyle, LaShawn McCoy to Kevin Cole. You heard from him. Jordy Nelson to Matt Marcoux at the 304, followed by another few receivers here. Demarius Thomas to Matthew Friedman, T.Y. Hilton to Darren Summer, Randall Cobb to Scott Fish. Following that up is Cobb's real-life teammate, Eddie Lacy, going to Roger Gifford at the 308. Greg Olson is the third tight end off the board to Fantasy Sports Central's Mike Visconti. Uh, I almost said Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman is the 310 pick, followed by Doug Martin. And rounding out the third round is Travis Kelsey. We'll get an update on uh, how the fourth round is shaping up as it is underway. Already one of my, two of my favorite players actually off the board Great. here in the fourth round. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but first we want to get to this caller from uh, the 618. Caller, you're on with, the, uh, with Dave and Balky. Hi, Dave and Balky. It's Bob Harris. How are you? Hey, Bob, how's it going? Sorry to keep you on hold so long, but it, it looks like you no have problem. a strong wide receiver core that you're building up from the one spot. Uh, what, what do you think about your draft and how it's unfolded the first three rounds? You know, I basically got the three guys I wanted. There was a little thought of T.Y. Hilton in there, you know, with Watkins, but I look at Watkins as, you know, the last nine weeks last season was rather amazing. Uh, hoping you can, you know, carry that over. Just looking for some upside guys and, uh, I uh, think I could get that with Cooks and uh, certainly uh, with Antonio Brown, who uh rooting for that 150-catch season for him. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, well, and listen, I think at this point with Antonio Brown, we should be looking at a 250-catch season. I don't know what the guy's ceiling is, I mean, but clearly you, they haven't built you know that building I, yet. What I like about him and the Steelers in general is they have a thing about getting their guys their numbers, you know. He had that streak of five catches. I think back to a game against Jacksonville last year where they were winning, they didn't really need to do anything, and they're in the fourth quarter, and they're, you know, they're chucking the balls, uh, you know, they're chucking balls to, to Antonio Brown at the end to get him his five catches at the end of the game. So uh, they really pushed that. You look at the percentages. I think ESPN Jeremy Fowler did a nice little study. You know, the percentages – it's not crazy for him if Ben Roethlisberger stays in the locked and upright position to hit that 150. Um, and this is, by the way, uh, thanks for inviting me this year. This is my first time doing this, uh, so I'm basically trying not to look like an ass. Um, <laughs> and, and so far, uh, you know, it's early, but so far, not a total ass. That's what I'm thinking. This is the first year we've invited Bob here. Yeah, Bob, I thought we've had you on before. This is the first year. This is my first year doing this. Uh, I've not tried it before. I got to tell you, the recent tight end run here has kind of been devastating to me. My queue has vanished, but uh, still a couple guys. Still a couple guys. I'm sure they'll be going in the next two picks while I sit here and panic. Um, but no, this is my first time, and it's a uh, love the format, love the best ball because you know we're all busy this time. You know, as the season goes on, and 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 you'd like to think that you know all the studying you do in the off season maybe gives you a slight edge in terms of drafting. And so, uh, so here's, you know, th- this is a good time. I'm looking forward to this. You know, let me talk about Antonio Brown. I, my personal opinion with him, he's obviously a great player. He gets open all the time. But I think really his – Big Ben makes him because Big Ben is just lazy. <laughs> you know, Antonio true. Brown, he's it's always true. open. So Big Ben's like, eh, five, five steps. And he's, you know, he just, he just wants to eat a cheeseburger. He doesn't want to do anything. So he throws it to Brown, like, all the time because he's always open. Yeah, and if he's your first progression – you know, yeah, like, and he's yeah. always open. Yeah, he's open again. There's no need to look anywhere else. Yeah, it's like, why, you know, why wait for and the I'm receiver okay to open up in the flat? Right? <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. In this particular case, this is actually the first, uh, first draft I've had the first pick overall. And now I'm sitting here and I'm torn between two tight ends, one who's healthy, one who's not. I look at, you know, Zach Ertz last year. You look at the stretch run. He had the one huge game that skewed a little bit. But I think over the last six weeks of the season, he was, what, tight end, what, three, one? You know, I mean, tight end's. He was tight end one over the last 
six weeks last season. And then there's Tyler Eifert, and you wonder how long he's going to sit out. I think I'm going to go ahead and grab Ertz here. And, uh, you know, I like up Eifert's upside. I know what he can do if he's healthy. But I think Ertz playing in that Kansas City, you know, system, maybe getting the uh, Travis Kelsey, except a little more, I'm hoping. So I'm going to go with Ertz right here. And I'm gonna listen to me. I'm on the clock. I'm gonna turn around. And I'm gonna get a running back who uh, apparently can have big games on occasion. We'll see what he can do in a Chip Kelly offense. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Carlos Hyde here and just get at least one running back out of the way. I've never been a Carlos Hyde guy. I do think the workload's gonna be there. I'm hoping he stays healthy. I think back to Week One last year, and he can do that maybe twelve times this year. I'd be fine. Twelve times. <laughs> He'd probably be the number one running back if he had a yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Dave, I'll tell you what I love about Bob here. We he seamlessly transitions his analysis into his picks onto the clock. He seamlessly transitions from his first pick on the clock to his second pick, gives us the analysis there. We don't even have to like lead well, him into it. Now hold he's on. A, he's a professional. <laughs> now, like, I was gonna say, like, now Bob, you must have some sort of radio training. A bird told me that you're with some sort of fledgling net, network, uh, SiriusXM Fantasy. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I know you're with FootballDieHards.com, but tell the listeners where else they can uh, hear from you throughout the season. Uh, they can hear me on the Football Diehard Show on the SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Channel. It is a fledgling network. We're trying hard to grow. Uh, we've got some good people. I'm not necessarily one of them. I listen to many of them, though, and it turns out really good. You can hear me every weekday uh, pretty much from uh, 6 to 8 Eastern time. Uh, the time shift up a little bit on Tuesday. Then once the season starts, they pair me up with Jeff Manns, and we do the pregame show uh, 11 to 1, which is always a good time. Anytime you get to spend a little time with Manns, it puts you on edge and gets you set for the day. So, yes, yeah, so I'm doing all that and plus the football diehard stuff. So, uh, But I'm not trained for the radio. And I didn't actually know they were broadcasting that, so now I'll be very nervous. This isn't being broadcast, is it? <laughs> now, well, listen, no one listens to our show. Listen, for a man who uh, does pregame with Jeff Manns throughout the season, you should have no fear of anything, my friend. So thank you so much for calling in tonight. I, I, I certainly appreciate it, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. I can't believe this is the first time we've had you in this, but I really want to wish you the best. Hey, thanks for inviting you, me. Whatever, whatever the opposite really of an ass is, that is what you're looking like right now, Bob. <laughs> Outstanding, outstanding. I'm, I'm winning. All right. Thanks, guys. You definitely are. Thank you so much, Bob. Thanks for calling in. Bob Harris from FootballDieHards.com. Uh, follow him on Twitter at FootballDieHard as well. So I always great. like Bob. We should give him a lifetime invite. Carte blanche. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I've the always, former tight end for the New Orleans Saints. I, I, I'm really shocked that this is the <laughs> first time we – yeah. I'm really shocked this is the first time we've had him on. I, I, I can't, can't believe that. But he's doing a great job from the one spot here in the fifth round. Uh, Dave – Fourth round is complete. Anything you want to touch on in the third round? Uh, there was a, a mini receiver run right in the middle of it with Jordy, uh, Nelson, Demaris Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, and, and Randall Cobb. I almost said Rashad Cobb, who actually drafted in this event uh, last week. And Rashad uh, Cobb, who has a bunch of main events. He yeah, he's like seven first years. year at the FFPC. He's going to be drafting live at the Westgate uh, in September. So excited to meet him. And Randall Cobb is not Rashad Cobb. He goes in the third round, well, completing think- that receiver run. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about is Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. Is That's going to be really uh, – those are both high-leverage picks because is Jordy back? Is he healthy? And honestly, like, if you're the Cobb guy, you almost want Jordy to be at least marginally successful because if he's not, you might have a little bit of a season like last year. I think Cobb was actually hurt quite a bit last year during the season. He just gutted it out. Well, you remember he had that shoulder injury in the preseason right. um, when we were drafting just... in Kentucky. Remember everybody freaked out about that? Yeah. And then that was – Rightfully so, right. I might add. Well, but then look at what the freakout was. It was people drafting Jeff Janis and Ty Montgomery in the 10th round. Didn't well, really a, pan out. <laughs> that was a mistake. So, um, okay. Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to say here about – oh, Jordy Nelson. 
wasn't too long ago in football guys drafts and FFPC drafts. He's going at the turn of the first and second round. Ball's all the way to the 304. If he is healthy, fantastic deal. That's for a, Matt Marcou right so that's there. A, that's a ten tendonitis penalty. Is that what, that what they're calling it? I like think a that's 14, what. It, I mean, what, what else drop? has changed? I mean, maybe the, maybe the fact that he, um, you know, is on the pup list and he's not ready to go. But maybe that was a factor of the knee tweak. I, I'm not they, sure. The, the non ACL knee. They need to hear great news, and if, since they didn't, then uh, then they drop him. Starting off the fourth round, Dave. As we move on to that, was Matt Forte to Stan Smith. At the 401, Delaney Walker is the fifth tight end off the board. Uh, he goes to extra point presses. Sam Hendricks, Jeremy Macklin, the third straight receiver drafted by Jay Flake at the 403. C.J. Anderson, once again, a mid or early to mid fourth round pick. C.J. Anderson, the 404 to Mike Visconti. Kobe Fleener, my boy, at the 405. I'm quite confident in telling you that is 50 picks too late. Kobe <laughs> Fleener goes at the uh, 405 tonight uh, to Roger Gifford. Kelvin Benjamin, the selection right after that, as Scott Fish's second receiver. Deion Lewis, the first running back selected by Darren Summer. More receivers, Dave. Jordan Matthews to Fantasy Labs' Matthew Friedman. Golden Tate to Matt Marcoux. Dante Moncrief to, uh, who was that, Kevin Cole? Yeah, Kevin Cole takes Dante Moncrief. Doug Baldwin to Blake Pyle. And rounding out the fourth round is Zach Ertz, who you heard Bob Harris draft live on the air. A lot of receivers go off in this first round. We're seeing receivers being pushed up. Again, in this draft tonight, people likes them some pass catchers, Dave. Oh, it's crazy. The receiver, the receiver runs are like never before. This, this is it. Do you remember year one we did this show? And one of the things we put five on was your, your quote unquote, your team versus quote unquote, my team. Okay. And it was just, you know, an FFPC lineup of our favorite guys. I'm bandying about doing that again this year because I think you could form a, a team of guys yeah, that, I'm, that I'm really on. Uh, and I think it's led by Lacey Anderson and Fleener for me. Uh, of course, Ryan Tannehill is my quarterback. Well, here, Okay, let's start just throwing guys out there. I'm going to write these guys. Well, those are the ones that I can think of off the top yeah, yeah, of my head. That I'm, we'll, that we'll keep I'm doing excited. this over today, tomorrow, and the next day. Or there is no way that paper survives until September. <laughs> just no way. Lacey, Fleener, Tannehill, who else? And uh, C.J. Anderson. CJ Anderson. Put him, put him on the board. And don't worry, I won't take all like first round guys or anything like that. Which is what killed me that year because remember that was the year I was all in on Tebow and like <laughs> your, I don't know who your quarterback was. It was you know somebody awesome like uh, oh, yeah, Tebow. Drew Brees or something, and then Tebow was <laughs> my quarterback, so I was fighting from behind all season. That's funny. But I like I like the Anderson pick. Give us your thoughts on uh, on uh, CJ Anderson because we talked about it on our show on Friday night, but uh, the audiences for the Pros versus Joes really hasn't heard your take. Well, C.J. Anderson is an early to mid-fourth-round pick in the FFPC right now. I like Anderson. I mean, I think with, a, with an elite defense, all you really have to worry about is him losing carries. Even then, I don't think you need to worry that much about it. I mean, he's got a contract. There's really not – I don't think there's as much talent as people think. I don't think Booker's going to do all that much this year. Just my opinion, but I think Anderson's a really nice value in the fourth. Yeah, you, Anderson, I'm sorry, did you take – is this my sheet right here? No, it's something that fell on the floor oh, right there. Thanks for telling me. I didn't even realize I it. just saw it right now. This is fantastic radio, ladies should, and gentlemen. Should I go get it? No, I got it. Don't I'll, worry about I'll it. I'll be right back, folks. I don't really have anything else to say about the fourth round here. Obviously, Anderson and Fleener, two of my favorite picks. Thank you very much. This, you, know, you really don't need to subject the listeners to that kind That's of garbage. Part, it's part of the audio. Anyway. It's, the, it's like, you know, like, you know, when they did War of the Worlds, Balky. Yeah. They and couldn't he, just, you know, they had to pretend like the alien spaceships were landing. They had to, you know, make all the audio stuff. Yeah, well, we're not faking an alien landing on this show. We're just faking like we've done a podcast before. Talk about those four receivers in the late fourth round here that, that went, Dave. Which one's your favorite between Jordan Matthews, 
Golden Tate, Dante Moncrief, and Doug Baldwin. Uh, I feel like Baldwin, we saw his ceiling last year, and Moncrief, a lot of people are thinking they're going to see his ceiling this year. Maybe the same can be said with Golden Tate without Calvin Johnson. Then, of course, Jordan Matthews in a more traditional West Coast offense in Philly, not the Chip Kelly offense, but still the number one receiver there. Which one is most likely to end up on the majority of your teams this year? Oh, that's actually a really good question. Um, well, I don't pull any punches on this show, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is tough. I mean, I, I look at the quarterback. I mean, play. is there I mean, any Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck are, are superior to Stafford and, and uh, Bradford, assuming he's a starter there. Um, I kind of like Tate the best. I think Baldwin is. Uh, everyone talks about how tough it is to replicate the touchdown production. Wilson is a fantastic quarterback, so I'd probably go with Tate. Baldwin, Matthews, and then Moncrief fourth. Uh, just because I have a little bit of concern with Moncrief about him actually being that great of a player. Uh, I think, you know, I, I trust in luck, but you know, I'm a little bit concerned about Moncrief. Not that I don't like him and not that I won't draft him, but I think out of those four guys, Moncrief's the fourth for me. Great article. I think it was on Rotoviz a week or so ago saying that Dante Moncrief might be the wrong Colts receiver slated for a break, uh, breakout. People are drafting the wrong Colts rec- uh, breakout receiver this year. So check that out. Good stuff. Moving on to the fifth round, Carlos Hyde. Of course, you heard Bob Harris take him at the 501. Three straight receivers after that in Emmanuel Sanders going to Blake Pyle. Uh, Kevin Cole takes Eric Decker and Larry Fitzgerald to Matt Marcoux. Can I pop in on this a little bit? Yes, you can. You don't have to ask me. Well, I'm I know, not your I just, teacher. Just I, go ahead and pop in. I just don't want to talk over you. Like, like I know a, I, I always talk over you, so I don't want to talk over like, you every single time. I'm like that grocery manager at the end of Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yes, can I go you take a piss? You don't have to ask me every time you have to go take a piss. Just do it. Actually, you know what? Before I get into that, Dave can't how did squeeze you, a drop without saying so. Speaking of taking a piss, how did you last for two hours over those over those three shows? Do you just not hydrate for the like no, a couple hours before? No, I don't. I mean, like, I, I what I usually do is I had like a cup of coffee um, for the first hour, which dehydrates me, <laughs> and then like, for, and then when my voice starts to go in the second hour, uh, then I have water, and then by the time I usually have to make a run to the the, the studio can, as it were, <laughs> show's over. So. It worked out. I guarantee I'm going to go sometime during this. And I'll look, I look, when, you, no, listen, when you talk for a couple of minutes, that'll be me. That'll why be would fun. Why would 2016 be any different <laughs> than any of the other years? All right. So back to the receivers. I actually, I, I'm, I like Sanders, Decker, and Fitzgerald. Just you like them much, all? Just as much as those other uh, those other four receivers. I mean, Fitzgerald. I, I think he's the player to own in, in Arizona. I, I know that everyone likes Floyd. Everyone's talking about Brown. I'll still take Fitz. Decker with Fitzpatrick back. He was fantastic. And Emmanuel Sanders. I mean. Quarterback play is questionable, but in that range, I mean, you know, he's talented as well. Yeah, fifth round uh, pick for Emmanuel Sanders is, uh, I mean, you know, even if it's Simeon or whoever throwing him the the football, it's really tough to be upset with that, especially when he's the number three for Blake Pyle. And especially since Blake Pyle won $300,000 doing this last year, far be it for me to question that pick. Uh, Cam Newton, the selection after Larry Fitzgerald, he goes to Matthew Friedman. So Matthew Friedman with... Uh, that is a purdy rainbow. Tight end, running back, couple of receivers, and a quarterback there. Uh, love that. Duke Johnson to Darren Summer right after that. And then uh, Scott Fish takes Ladarius Green, the new Pittsburgh Steeler tight end. Michael Floyd, Fitz's teammate, goes in the same round as Fitz. Uh, that's uh, Roger Gifford's selection at the 508. Thomas Rawls and DeMarco Murray, a couple of running backs, are the next picks off the board to Fantasy Sports Central's Mike Visconti and Jay Flake, respectively. Devontae Parker, another big breakout candidate this year for 2016, goes to Sam Hendricks as his number two receiver. And the number one, or number two running back drafted as the final pick of the fifth round 
goes to Stan Smith, and that is Giovanni Bernard. So a few more running backs we're seeing in this round, Dave. Uh, five, actually, uh, selected. Hyde, Duke Johnson, Thomas Rawls, DeMarco Murray, and Giovanni Bernard. I'll talk about Duke Johnson uh, real briefly. To me, continues to be underdrafted in, uh, in Duke Johnson. Continues oh, to be underdrafted in FFPC League. He's on my list. Oh, uh, really? You took him? Yeah, he's one of my guys, Bucky. Uh, okay. What do you think? Uh, because I really like him, too. You can have him. Well, all right. Well, then maybe we, I shouldn't put him on I mean, there. You can take him. That's fine. All right. Uh, you have quite the list. Well, I've already I've just been there. thinking about it. So, like, Abdullah, Duke, Johnson, Fitzgerald, Brandon Marshall, and Jamal Charles are the guys I've just thrown together so far. Oh, you know, I just realized, put the Jaguars defense on my team. <laughs> because, remember, we, we already made that that uh, I got five on it wager yeah. earlier. Yeah. So, I forgot about that. So, make sure yeah. I have the Jags. So, what, by the time this is done, we'll put together, like, ten on each Not side. tonight. No, I know, but whatever. We'll, and then but, we'll have to look at kind of the ADPs and see if there's any – we don't want to be a two advantage one more right. than the other. So okay. Make it fair. fair enough. Make, make it fair. Make it fair. I can't accept that. <laughs> so the, you're looking at the uh, fifth round here, Dave. First quarterback goes off the board, Cam Newton to Matthew Friedman. What do you make about Cam as a mid-fifth round pick and the first quarterback taken? You know, I don't really mind the pick necessarily. I guess I wouldn't have been the one making it. It's really interesting that he, he has Gronk and Cam. Right. I think that... You know, I usually don't think that can work in, like, classic-type 20-round formats, but I think in DEs it can. When you have two of the best at the position, that's a pretty powerful statement. You get a, you know, 30-point week out of Cam and a 30-point week out of Gronk. You don't need to go too crazy with your other guys. If you get a few guys, like, let's say you take – I know I bring them up. Let's say you take Jerick McKinnon, and let's say AP gets hurt, and McKinnon has a great season – you get him in like the 13th round, all of a sudden, boom, your team is amazing. Oh, and we had Matt on. He was talking about just that. He tries to nail those mid to late round picks, and that's how you win these leagues, and I totally agree with him. So I think that the fact that he's getting these steady Eddie performers, and, and on it, quite honestly, the number one quarterback and the number one tight end on his team, and by the way, last year's number one running back, all on his roster, uh, you can certainly – uh, make hay while that sun shines. The problem he's going to have is you look at Matt uh, right before him already has four wide receivers. Now he's still working on his third. Right. And uh, so that's going to, it's going to, it could come back to haunt him. He's going to need to hit some of those receiver picks later. He will need to uh, hit those receiver picks. Uh, any final thoughts on, on the fifth round here when we, we kind of talked about the first half of it. Uh, but as you look at that back half of the fifth round from uh, Duke Johnson on uh, Ladarius Green, Floyd Rawls, DeMarco, Murray, Devontae Parker, and Giovanni Bernard. Any of those picks stand out to you at all? I, I'm, I'm still not, uh, still not, no, I don't know what to think about Thomas Rawls. Uh, I, I don't think I can get behind him in the fifth round. A lot of question marks right now for not only him, but that situation as well. Yeah, I mean, they keep saying he's going to be the starter, but, you know, he's really getting discounted heavily. If he was totally healthy right now, he'd be probably going in the mid-second, late-second. In the late fifth, I might have to take a look at him. I mean, at that point, it gets pretty cheap, especially in a DE format. And you can get some of his backups for pretty cheap as well. So I, I don't mind that pick that much. You know, let me just talk real quick about DeMarco Murray. I actually drafted him in that Scott Fishbowl. Right. And, um, in the Scott Fishbowl. Yes, in the Scott Fishbowl. Yeah. I took him in like the mid-seventh round, mid to late seventh round. And I, you know, I'm not a huge Murray fan necessarily. But someone drafted Derrick Henry like with pick 212 in that league. And I mean, I, wait, 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 wait. No, the I'm last not, pick of the second round. Yeah, was I'm not Henry. even kidding. It was like someone took Derrick Henry, and I was like, I didn't even, I, I you know, I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I thought there was some sort of news that I missed out on. Hold on, hold on. Message to Scott Fish. Why does Nick Saban get an invite to the Scott <laughs> yeah, Fish I mean, Bowl? Crazy. I don't get that. It, was it crazy. makes no sense. I'm not even kidding. It really was like the two twelve three zero one. I I had to actually go back and look, and uh, yeah, so I was happy getting Murray there, and I don't even mind Murray in that late fifth. 
Uh, a lot of polarizing picks here coming up in the sixth round, and we're going to tell you all about it when we come back after these messages. You're listening to Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour covering the pros versus Joes, number four. Here comes the rain again, Draft. We'll be right, uh, right back after this. The sixth round of the fourth pros versus Joes draft rolls on here on blogtalkradio.com slash HSFF. I'm Eric Balkman. He's uh, the, the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Coming to you live tonight, covering the Pros vs. Joe's number four draft. We are two-thirds, three-quarters of the way through the sixth round, and there are a lot of interesting selections here, Dave. A lot of interesting running back selections, as we see a lot of green stickers on the board, virtual stickers, if you will. Uh, Tyler Lockett leads things off with the sixth round, uh, the 601 tonight. Uh, he goes to Stan Smith there, followed by Matt Jones to extrapointpress.com's uh, Sam Hendricks. Do you remember the other Matt Jones? Oh, Back God. in the day, the, the old Arkansas quarterback turned Jacksonville receiver. Yeah, I feel like the 21st or 22nd overall pick. The, the white the guy white, who the, went wide receiver. The white Randy Moss was, <laughs> was how he was uh, termed. I totally forgot about that. What a turd he turned into. Yeah, he was, he was not good. So Matt Jones, the, the, the Washington running back, not the Jacksonville receiver at the 602. I wonder I like, what the like Jacksonville receiver is up to these days. <laughs> I'm sure he's. Uh-huh. He worked at a car wash or something. Matt yeah, Jones, I, I thought he had a drug problem. Yeah, like had, the old Matt Jones, not, yeah. the, not the good Matt Jones on Washington. Had a, a little bit of a snowblower, Dave, <laughs> I think is what the kids call it. Um, Took that signing bonus and just spent it all. Yeah. Uh, Gary Barnage, the 603 pick. The Cleveland Browns tight end to Jay Flake. Aaron Rodgers is the second quarterback off the board uh, tonight. He goes at the uh, 604, and that was Mike Visconti from Fantasy Sports Central's pick. Danny Woodhead, one of one of a just a, a really classic Eric Balkman selection there, taking Danny Woodhead in the is, in the sixth round. Is Woodhead on your team? Not this year. Not this year. No, he is on the, my Blake Garrington dynasty team, um, which <laughs> and he's I'll, available for trade. Uh, no, I'll probably deploy him out a few times this year, <laughs> given my other running backs uh, uh, on the roster. But uh, yeah, no Woodhead. Uh, is the 605, and then John Brown, the third Arizona receiver selected tonight. Wow. He goes to Scott Fish, and then running backs, running backs, and oh yeah, wow, that's more running crazy, backs. Crazy this running back run. Talk about this running back run that actually ended up completing the sixth round, going into the seventh round. Ryan Matthews to Darren Summer, uh, Jeremy Langford, the pick after that, the uh, presumptive nominee for the starting running back position in Chicago to Matthew Friedman. Frank Gore, or the corpse of Frank Gore, to uh, Matt Marku. I can't really rip on that too much. We took him in the Scott Fishbowl, uh, Matt Schauf and I. Um, Melvin Gordon, the selection after that, the Chargers running back to Kevin Cole. Latavius Murray and Jeremy Hill rounding out the sixth round. Murray to Blake Pyle. Hill to Bob Harris. Massive, massive running back run. Yeah. Probably the second biggest run you'll see in this draft tonight. The biggest, of course, is when everybody gets together and like, all right, time to draft the kickers, and we'll see like 15 of them taken in a row in, oh, in, so in the middle, or like two-thirds of the way through or whatever it is. So a lot of running backs here, Dave. What do you make about all those selections there? Uh, does any of them, uh, any one of those ball carriers stand out maybe more so than the others drafted around him? I think the Justin Forsett pick is an excellent pick in the, uh, at the 704 pick. Also, we'll talk about Matt's team a little bit later, and I'm going to really, uh, I'll be effusive about it actually probably, but, you know, Forsett, I don't see anyone taking that job from him. I know he wasn't fantastic last year, but I think he really has some opportunity this year again to, to to be good for Baltimore. I mean, they're going to run the ball through him. There's no one that's taken any, any carries from him in the seventh round to get a starting running back like that. I think it's a great pick. That is a great pick. Uh, Football guys, Clayton Gray actually uh, tuning in tonight in the chat room. He actually points out that Matt Jones has a Arkansas area radio show currently. (laughs) 
So there, there Jiu-Jitsu purple belt, Clayton Gray. Jiu-Jitsu gonna, purple belt, Clayton that. Gray. Um, <laughs> the JJPB, Clayton Gray, uh, letting us know that tonight. So that's good knowledge. Uh, we're going to get some more knowledge as we go to the 214 area code here. What is up? You are on the air with Eric and Dave. Who are we talking to? Uh, we're going to get some more knowledge as we go to the 2 Oh, this is Blake. Uh, that's, I, I figured it was Blake Pyle, of course, the 2015 Football Guys Players Championship uh, winner. Uh, Blake Pyle joining us tonight. Blake, you're drafting from the two spot tonight. A little bit of a, of a different feel as you're going against, uh, again, five high-stakes fantasy players from the FFPC, but six uh, analysts from the industry. What's it been like so far as you are now seven rounds in? Well, I feel a little bad because I had some technical difficulties in round two and my computer went dead right after uh jordan reed got selected and that was the guy i was going to take so um my computer kind of melted down <laughs> so i had to scramble to get back online you know i mean if, if if mark ingram was the uh the consolation prize for the second round dave i would feel uh comfortable with you putting him on my team this year <laughs> to, to go against you. I think Mark Ingram's in for a boffo year. You want him on your team? Yeah, put him on my team. I, I, I don't mind Ingram, but yeah, you can take him. Not buying into uh, the C.J. Spiller hype. I, I, oh, God. The, the given, who, who is bulky? Given all the, uh, the catches that Mark Ingram had last year, I think that continues this year. Uh, Blake, a lot of catches, a lot of rushes, and in a high-powered offense for Ingram there. Oh, I, absolutely. And I, I tell you, I toyed back and forth on my first pick with uh, David Johnson and uh, Odell Beckham, and uh, ultimately I went with David Johnson. I think that offense has a chance to score 50-plus touchdowns, and he's going to get 20-plus touches, I think, uh, uh, per game. So kind of excited about that. You, uh, you're you obviously familiar with drafting in tight end premium formats as you won a little bit of cash doing it last year. You uh, wait till the seventh round to take Antonio Gates, as uh, your first tight end. And uh, t- talk a little bit about that pick. Were you looking at any other tight ends there? Was it just a case of you had Gates rated above the other players available? Talk about that 702 selection of old Antonio. <laughs> well, great, great question there. So my draft strategy was to take Reed in the second and Fleener in the fourth. And uh, that didn't work out for me. Gates has the, uh, uh, what I deem to be the, the easiest uh, receiving schedule for tight ends this year, and I think that they're going to try to pump him the, the ball to get that touchdown record. So um, I, I'm I'm okay with that gamble in the seventh round. Yeah, you load up on the receivers there after you get David Johnson and Mark Ingram. Um, if, if we could um, go back all the way to that first uh, round selection of David Johnson that you took at the 102, we talked about how Jake Seeley, who, by the way, is the defending champion in this format. Uh, he won the whole thing last year in 2015. Blake, you won the 2015 Football Guys Players Championship. Great minds apparently thinking alike as you guys both used the 102 selection in pros versus Joe's drafts this year on the running back from Arizona. Talk a little bit about why he, to you, was a better selection there than Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, Rob Gronkowski, and any other running back. Uh, I, I think it's the potential for touchdowns, and he also gets catches. Um, you know, that offense is so good uh, that, you know, I, I think that they're going to be in scoring position quite often, and they're going to be leading in most games. He's going to get plenty of carries. I think just the opportunity is, is was too good to pass up. Uh, Odell was my other choice, you know, because he scored so many touchdowns uh, receiving, but um, – um, 
it was really a kind of a toss up there. I I ended up going against the normal flow. Last several years, I've only picked receivers in the first round, so this was very odd for me. But I figure, uh, and I actually did notice that the guy that won it before uh, picked in the same spot, the same guy. I, uh, Michael Rothstein is a good friend of mine. He finished number two overall last year as the Joe, um, and he was giving me some draft advice early on. So. Um, I've done a little bit of study, and I haven't done as much as I would normally do for a main event or the others. It's still pretty early, but um, that's kind of where I landed. And Michael Rothstein, uh, the top finishing Joe in this contest last year. Uh, so definitely uh, advice from him. At two two really good uh, meetings of the mind there, the 2015 Football Guys Players Championship winner and the uh, Pros versus Joe's Joe's champion from last year. Blake, uh, for anybody who's listening, you can join the Football Guys Players Championship at myffpc.com. $350 entry will uh, let you take a crack at the grand prize uh, this year. It's a $1.8 million prize pool, pays down to 650th place. Blake took first last year, and i got to tell you, $300,000, man, how much of it is left? <laughs> <laughs> well, after taxes, there's very little left, that's for sure. Blake bought a Lamborghini. I just want everyone yeah. to know that that's what he did with it. Yeah, and, and he rented yeah, it out my, because I've, I've, he, my, he let me drove it when I was down in Texas. It, so that was pretty cool. So, uh, Blake, what's it like having a car where the doors go up instead of out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, I actually got a truck. So, uh, you know, we have <laughs> land and horses and cows. And so my wife talked me into getting a new F-250. Um, see, so a Lambo probably doesn't go too well down the, the two and a half mile road dirt road to your to your estate now i'm telling you listen blake <laughs> no. you, you get like a, a like a, a big um you know hook em horns or uh, you know uh or not a hook em horns uh gig em aggie excuse me i forgot where you went to college Jeez, Paul, get, get a big gig em, uh logo on that on that lambo everybody's gonna fall in love with it in texas <laughs> that's great absolutely I'm, I'm more like Kyle, uh, ladies and gentlemen, my, winning the uh, Football Guys Players Championship last year, drafting live tonight in the Pros versus Joes. Hey, listen, Blake, uh, I want to thank you for uh, calling in. Best of luck to you this year. Who knows? Maybe a repeat is in store for you this year. Only time will tell. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Blake Pyle, ladies and gentlemen, uh, great guy, great fantasy football player, uh, and an even better interview, apparently. So that was great. <laughs> didn't didn't take my head off for uh, making the Texas reference. We have a couple more callers I want to get to here, but let's uh, quickly go through the seventh round. It is now complete. Theo Riddick uh, is the uh, bookend to that massive running back run we saw in the sixth round. Theo Riddick goes at the 701 to Bob Harris, who actually takes three straight running backs now. Antonio Gates to Blake Pyle. Josh Gordon off the board at the 703 to Kevin Cole from Rotoviz. Justin Forsett and Jonathan Stewart go right after that to Matt Marcoux and Matt Friedman. Tyler Eifert to Darren Summer is his number one tight end. Andrew Luck, the third quarterback off the board tonight to Scott Fish from Dynasty League Football. Jason Witten, the third tight end selected in the seventh round tonight to Roger Gifford. FantasySportsCentral.com's Mike Visconti takes Alan Hearns. Russell Wilson and Julius Thomas are the next two players off the board to Jay Flake and Sam Hendricks. And the final pick of the seventh round is, of course, your friend and mine, Michael Crabtree. (laughs) who disappoints and surprises fantasy owners on a seemingly uh, yearly basis. Perfect uh, for, perfect for DEs. Perfect for DEs, indeed. Let's uh, go to the 610 here and talk to whoever this is. You are on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with now? Hello, Balky. This is Darren Armani. How you doing? Hey, Darren Armani, FantasyMojo.com, and uh, really the lifeblood 
of the Pros versus Joe's event uh, every year. Uh, Darren, I forgot, actually, I know you said you're going to be calling in tonight. Are you drafting on Tuesday uh, this year, this, the following Tuesday, the final draft? Yes, Tuesday night. And, and what uh, – uh, I always always put myself in the last draft in case we get some no-shows up until that, that day. So got to be prepared to jump in if, you, if necessary. So smart. Yeah, it is very smart. And uh, Listen, Darren has the contest at heart. He's always, always thinking yeah, exactly. about TV. You know, Darren, the other thing I noticed is you, you don't usually, you know, I know you, you know, rig up the picks or whatever. I know you don't give yourself <laughs> the number one pick ever. That's kind of nuts. Well, I can't even get a, a number one pick in, in the, the draft that you guys, uh, you know, generate. Well, hey, sorry, and I get it. Then I get it seven when I'm doing it for myself. This is an outrage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, damn randomizer. I, yeah, and I have a bone to pick with you, Mr. Garzak. Well, I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> Now's the time to hit the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, let's let's start the bone picking, Darren. <laughs> Go Come ahead. on, Dave was slamming our our generous uh, prize to the Scott Fishbowl, saying that the uh, the free entry into the PBJ was somewhat underwhelming for the overall Scott Fishbowl winner. That's not you know. Come on, that's that's. You know what? You're right. Uh, actually, I was I was thinking about that the other day. I honestly was thinking about it the other day when I was driving somewhere. It's actually a pretty solid beep, prize. Beep beep. Not bad. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm, but I thought we should give more. Like we should, you know, give away a seventy-seven or something like that. Right. Uh, sure. Listen, hey. Darren, I, I never had a, a problem with the entry to the Pros versus Joe's competition. This is uh, a lot of fun covering this every year. It's it's highly coveted. I mean, we get Joe's every year saying, "How do I get in? Hey, how do I get in?" Uh, so uh, it's definitely uh, an honor to be selected and uh, to draft for a main event. Um, Darren, you've uh, you've been posting all the boards on your website, fantasymojo.com, uh, from the previous three nights we saw last week. Anything stand out to you when you, when you look at at the boards and look at where players have been falling uh, over three drafts now? Uh, you've uh, followed them all closely. What stood out over the first half of this year's pros versus Joe's drafts? Well, I think what stands out is there's really no consistent pattern from one draft to the next. Each one seems to take on a you know it's its own sort of uh, trends. I mean, you had the tight ends going early one draft. You had the wide receivers going early. Um, but the thing I really like to look at, and people should maybe pay attention to this, is you probably have some of the top high-stakes players in the world like participating in this, and and they're telling you what players you know they're interested in. Um, when I see, for instance, uh, Jordan Matthews is getting picked by uh, Chad Schroeder and Nelson Sousa, I mean, people need to pay attention to that because personally – you know, a guy like Matthews wasn't really on my radar, but now when I see those guys taking them early, I mean, you got to consider them moving forward. So, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it, you got Kimra, um, Mr. Blake Pyle, of course, who took down 300K last year. So, I mean, that's, that's really uh, a good takeaway from, from reviewing all the draft results that we have up there. And we've got the ADPs from every draft, um, and we break down each player exactly what pick he was. Um, selected after each draft, so it's a good source of data um, for people in general moving forward through the through the draft season. Oh, it definitely is, and you can check out all those draft boards as well as the ADP at fantasymojo.com. Uh, Darren, I I don't know, you know, how much if you were to break down all the time you spend uh, each year on uh, on putting this uh, whole event together, but I know a certain portion of that work has to be picking out new division names every single year. This year, it was Songs About the Rain. Kind of, a, <laughs> kind of a depressing theme, some would say. Others would say, hey, the rain is good. It's refreshing. It's rejuvenation. 
What made you pick out songs about the rain uh, this oh, year? Oh man, I, I was it was I was coming down the wire, and it just uh, sort of came to me. It seemed to work. It you know it's it, it's got a good theme. I think um, it's uh, what we had in previous years. We had uh, video games, and um, we had the '70s kids TV shows. It's just you know it's it's something I had to come up last minute here, but I think it works. Yeah, it does work. Last year was uh, my favorite was NFL scandals. Which was awesome. We had a Saturday Night Special <laughs> yeah. and the Wizenator and the Love Boat. That was that was always that uh, was good. That was a lot of fun. Hey Darren, always yeah. a lot of fun talking to you. We uh, we're gonna watch your draft on uh, Tuesday night once again. A a verbal thank you uh, if I can give you that uh, over these airwaves. Uh, I really appreciate all the work that you uh, put into this. And whether FFPC players realize it or not, they also appreciate all the work that you uh, put into this. Uh, the one guy who really does not care and hates this, and quite frankly, could do without you. Alex Kaganowski, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what his deal is, but always speaks ill of you, really can't stand you, but we love you, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'll see you guys out in uh, Vegas this year. That sounds okay. great. Follow uh, Darren on Twitter, by the way, at fantasymojo.com. A lot, uh, lot of good stuff there. Can I admit something? Yeah, go ahead. You know, Darren and Alex, a lot of times, they'll be, they'll be emailing back and forth about, like, you know, is this player available? Or are we getting this person, you know, for the pros? Oh, by the way, since I know Darren tuned out, uh, I'll tell everybody I was making that up about Alex. I just want Darren to think that about Alex <laughs> to make for some uncomfortable email <laughs> yeah. threads coming up that will, will make my day go by better. Go ahead. So those guys, you know, they'll send all sorts of emails. And Alex emails a lot. So he'll... What? Yes. Oh, come on. He's, he's a very detail-oriented yeah. person. So I don't I don't read any of those emails. Yeah, I just mark them all as red. I never look at any of them bulky. It's so great to be a big time radio personality like I am. I love it. Hey, uh, speaking of emails and Alex, got an email uh, Saturday <laughs> from, from, from a good friend of the show, Jack Hahn, another high stakes player. Oh yeah, what's he got to say? He uh, writes subject line OMG. Just listening to the show this morning, your Alex impression is fantastic. <laughs> I did the Alex Kagnoski impression on Friday it night. It is quite good. And he, uh, yeah, that was, I got lucky. You're very dialed Normally isn't that good. Uh, but last, on Friday night, it really was. So, uh, yeah. And, and I, maybe we can hear from Alex in one of these broadcasts. You know, normally he likes to call in. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't heard from him he yet. usually waits until near the end, like, you guys are doing an okay job type of thing. Well, I really waited till the end for this caller. Who's yeah, been, sorry who's, for such a delay. They've been on the blower for so long. Let's go to Wisconsin, the 262. You're on the air with Dave and Balky. Hey, Dave and Balky. This is uh, Matt Marcou here, Green Bay Packers supporter for life. Oh, Matt, I, you know, Matt, 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 Matt. I look at your team. And this, I don't know if that's going to be good or bad the way you're setting I've already, made, I've already made notes. This team is the oldest least exciting <laughs> yet most awesome team I've seen in forever. I love this team. And I'll, I'll suck in this. Somebody, this somebody from the chat room, I don't know who it was. And, and crushing it. Forgive me. They said that team, this was in like round five or six. They said team three is by far my favorite right now. Oh, no. Yeah, they, don't, they, they said it about Kevin Cole's team. But uh, Matt Marcoux, Dave Gerzak likes your team. Trump's what any idiot in the chat room said, so go no, ahead. No, I'm just – okay, let me just give you my I'm notes. Thinking, God, live, you're the worst. I'm live radio. I, I think I'm re- renaming my team to oldies but goodies. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't part of the plan to uh, go with uh, age before beauty, but um, there's a lot of value left on the board, and that's how this has ended up so far for me. I love the team. I mean, so your receivers, Julio, Jordy, Golden Tate, Fitzgerald. All, you know, these are all like elite 
all pro type caliber players that are all going to get playing time. They're all going to get targeted. So then you look at the running backs, Jamal Charles, Frank Gore, Justin Forsett, Arian Foster. I mean, amazing. I mean, it's, it's so deep and it's disgusting. It's unbelievable. If it, it, I just don't see Foster not getting carries. I don't see Forsett not getting carries. I don't see Gore not getting carries. I don't see Charles not getting carries. Even if you get two injuries out of these guys, you're still going to be in great shape for your flex. I mean, it's amazing. Well, Thank, thank you very much. Like I said, it, very, very fortunate. Um, didn't know what to expect going this draft. It's my first time in a best ball format. Um, you know, I, I really liked my position at four. Uh, I, I saw it as um, – I see it as a trend-setting position. I have the, I have the ability to uh, start off waves of, uh, you know, just waves of position-taking, um, and it's, it's fallen very well for me so far. And indeed it has. I mean, it, I, I really second a lot of what Dave has said about your squad here. I feel like another reason I really like this team, Dave, is, is if I was in this competition from not even looking at players, from a team construction standpoint, I feel like my team would end up looking pretty similar uh, to what Matt has done here. Hey, hey, Matt, I didn't realize this, but you're from Wisconsin. What part of Wisconsin uh, are you calling in from tonight? Oh, I... So I'm I'm originally from Wisconsin, uh, suburb of Milwaukee, Brookfield. Uh, I currently live in Orlando, Florida, though. I've, I've kind of had the privilege to uh, live over the all over the U.S., but I, I live in Orlando, Florida. And uh, if if I can plug a little bit of what I do, um, I actually work for EA Sports on the Madden NFL uh, game. Uh, get get this, guys! Like you tell your tell your kids to grow up to this. So I am the Madden Competitive Gaming uh, Commissioner. Um, based out of the Tiburon studio here, and uh, I run uh, uh, professional tournaments for the game of Madden. Huh. That's awesome, Valky. Awesome, that really is fantastic. Really is fantastic. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm going to get back to that real quick. But the, the night of the show I was talking about HBO, I'm just realizing that it's on right now, and it's a new episode, and I haven't seen it yet. I'm like, I can't remember this. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It's, it's a new episode, so i got to stop watching it here. <laughs> Okay, so no, Matt. Uh, excuse me. Uh, tell us a little bit. So you work for EA Sports for uh, you. You put on these uh, these Madden tournaments. You actually have a brand new tournament that's out there with another serious payday to the winner. Tell us. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we just uh, we just announced this past summer. So we we ran. You know, Madden's been around for for over you know decades. Madden tournaments have been around for uh, a little bit over a decade as well. Um, we just started EDA Sports unifying um, kind of the Madden tournament structure. We, we treat it as an actual sport. Um, as some of you might know, you know, eSports or competitive gaming, as we call it, uh, has been very popular recently. And um, we're trying to honor the history of Madden and take it to the next level. So we just announced the Madden Championship Series. Uh, $1 million total over the course of Madden 17 will be awarded to the best Madden players. Um, you know, we, our last man broadcast uh, was on ESPN two actually. So, you know, if you, you know, I, I know, I know the crowd here may be done with video games, but, you know, tell your, tell your nephews, tell your sons, um, you know, if you have the football strategy and the reflexes, there's, there's a lot of money to be won out there. You know, man, a couple of things. First of all, you know, we're, you know, APA sports, you know, we, we have a very success, successful podcast here. We have tens of listeners every week. So we're accepting well, on, advertising on, on, a good <laughs> on a good week. So if they'd like to, you know, to go ahead and sponsor us, you know, just email Eric at uh, myffpc.com. Yeah. The other thing, you're from Wisconsin. So what Orlando is awesome. You know, Florida is great. 
except for this time of year. What's the dew point looking like right about now? What's the what's the comfort index down there? I think the real feel was something around you know 104 or 100, between 104 110 today. So you know this time of year, it's uh, I can deal with humidity. You know, actually the Midwest is pretty humid, so I don't mind this. I mean, there's plenty of air conditioning. I you know I'm not I'm not working out outside day in day out. Um, but no, it's not too bad. I think the the winters are, you know, really, you know, winters and springs are really where it's at here in Orlando. Ain't that the truth, Balky? Do you, do you have a, do you have annual passes for Disney yet or uh, Universal? Uh, I don't, but you know, the company the company has a couple outings once in a while. Um, I can score discounts or tickets. Uh, I'm not a huge Disney fan, but I, I do make it out probably, you know, three times a year. Nice. No, oh, awesome. So you go to the Epcot oh, Drinking Festival. I, I sh- hey, um, Matt, I should ask Blake about this when he was on, but uh, Dave actually sent out an email uh, earlier this afternoon today about the main event uh, draft spots. Were you happy with where you're going to be picking in the FFPC main event this year? Don't ask him that. What if no, no, he's, he's going to be happy. I, I can't complain. Um, so I'm very similar to where I am here. I'm at, I'm at five and six in my two drafts there. So – um, you know, that's the point where, you know, you, you kind of get away from the core three receivers and Gronkowski. So, you know, there's some, um, there's a, that's when a little bit of the gambling starts, so to speak. You're, you're, you're essentially rolling some dice on some not so obvious picks. So, uh, but I'm, I'm happy overall. Um, you know, you can't play with those spots. Uh, what you can play with is the uh, Madden Tournament Series from EA Sports. We are actually going to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour show. We'll tweet out the, the link of where you can get more information on that. And obviously uh, follow Matt on Twitter, at Matt Marcou, that is M-A-R-C-O-U. Matt, thanks so much for, uh, for joining the show tonight. Good luck the rest of the way. And good luck in the main event as well. Thank you, guys. Happy to be here. Matt Marcoux. How come he talks normally? Why do, we talk, why do we talk how we talk? Why do we talk like this? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know what's funny? Matt speaks like a normal person. So um, it was a rough week at the Balkman household. We've had a lot of sickness going through our house. Um, my wife. The Zika? My, get the Zika? I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah, I should ask Matt about Zika. They have that in Florida. Oh, my, damn it. Yeah, that's all right. We'll talk to Matt again. My wife, my two kids, um, we've all been sick, except for my, my son has been the, the pinnacle You're of health. Been, you've been fine, right? Nah, I really haven't been. I, I would say, like, my appetite is non-existent. In the last week, I bet I've consumed less than 8,000 calories in the last week. You don't look any thinner. It's insane. Well, it's because my beard is you growing out. I look the same level of, like, fatness as before. Yeah, like, normal amount of fatness. <laughs> uh, you know, 240, 245, whatever I'm at right now. <laughs> You're not pushing that much. So, anyway... Um, we were kind of, it's kind of lazy weekend and we were watching um, the travel channel. What do you weigh, anyway, like 175? No, that's, I, I wish I weighed one. Well, technically I'm below that right now, but I know as soon as my appetite comes back, I'm probably going to balloon back up again. Um, Still pretty solid. Yeah. Normally I weigh right around like 180, but I'm always trying to, you know, knock that last five pounds off. Sure. So anyway. It's always the last five pounds that get you. Uh, you can never get rid of it. <laughs> We're watching the Travel Channel, and they had a special hour episode, and it was one half on the Texas State Fair and then one half on the Wisconsin State Fair. Hmm. So my wife said, oh, we got to watch Wisconsin State Fair. Cream, so, cream puff. so then I'm totally – I just go anti-Wisconsin on the whole thing. Like anytime <laughs> somebody comes on, like – like like, and uh, they're talking, I'll be like, oh, here's what they're going to say. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, you got to try this beer sauce with the pretzel. <laughs> And we have the chicken schnitzel. It's so good, you guys. And like, just, and like it, 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 after like 10 minutes. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. And, and after 10 minutes, I was the only one laughing. And I couldn't stop laughing at myself, which is completely normal. 
Um, but my wife like laughed for the first couple minutes. She's like, all right, that's enough. And I'm like, this is what we sound like to other people. I'm just telling you that right now. Pretty close. Let's uh, talk about what happened in the eighth round here. That's where you left off, right? Am I right? The eighth round? I don't know. Yeah, we finished this, up. This is a train wreck already. It is a train wreck already. Let's get through the eighth round. It was after Michael Crabtree. Yeah, that, we didn't talk about DJ or Kevin White. Uh, yeah. So the eighth round, Deshaun Jackson is the first selection to Stan Smith. Kevin White at the 802 right after that to Sam Hendricks. D'Angelo Williams. A little bit of a slip tonight. He slips to the 803 tonight, not to the Le'Veon Bell owner. Uh, he goes to Jay Flake. Dwayne Allen, the Colts tight end, the, really the only Colts tight end to Mike Visconti. Mir Abdullah goes to Roger Gifford. And Jay Ajayi, right after that, to Scott Fish. Uh, Eric Ebron, goes. Uh, he's the second tight end in a row selected by Darren Summer, uh, right after Tyler Eifert. And then a little bit of a running back run here. Charles Sims, Arian Foster, TJ Yeldon all go off the board. Sims to Matthew Friedman. Um, Matt Marcoux takes Arian Foster. And TJ Yeldon goes to Kevin Cole. Willie Sneed, Tavon Austin complete the eighth round there. Dave, what do you make of uh, Jay Ajayi going in front of Arian Foster here in the eighth round? It's an interesting selection. I mean, obviously, uh, DLF, they're a big believer in Ajayi over Foster. I personally have the opposite opinion. But, again, like, this is a – these are two – one of these picks is going to be terrible and one of these picks is going to be good. Uh, I guess we'll see which one it is. Yeah, we, we definitely will indeed uh, see uh, what happens there. Scott Fish, I believe, in the uh, chat room tonight saying D'Angelo wins and Amir Abdullah went right before him, two running backs he had targeted. He said he went on tilt. <laughs> and took Jay Ajayi. It's, listen, I'm I'm still Team Ajayi this year. He, even though uh, we saw Aaron Foster was taken off the pup list today, he apparently, quote unquote, shredded his uh, his uh, conditioning chest or, or drills or whatever. Yeah. He's looking really good. Still not buying it. Jay Ajayi all the way. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I would have taken him in front of Foster at this point. You got um, five on it. We already made this wager. Oh really? Yeah. Make it ten. Make it ten. <laughs> all right. Uh, double or nothing. No, yeah, double or nothing. JGI versus Aaron Foster. I have JGI. <laughs> double or nothing. I'll take Foster. <laughs> I got I mean, ten on it. Yeah. We got ten on it. Yeah, no, Rob takes care of that. So that's the eighth round there. I'm already doubling up when I got five on it. So this is going to be an awful year for the high-stakes fantasy football hour. Let's go to the ninth round, which is now complete. Torrey Smith leading off things at the 9.01 to Bob Harris. Rashad Jennings right after that, like uh, that to pick. Blake Pyle. Yeah, I, you know, as much as I've ripped on Rashad Jennings and as much as I'd love to break up with Eddie Lacy for Paul Perkins, ooh, put Paul Perkins on my team. That's another one of my guys this year. Dude, I will be glad to put Paul Perkins on I think on your I'm, team. I might be rocking four running backs uh, <laughs> this year on my team. So I'm going to have to find some really late round crappy there, There's guy going now. to be some late round guy that you like. All right, I'm sure there is. So Rashad Jennings at the 902. A couple of tight ends after that. Martellus Bennett to Kevin Cole from Rotoviz. And Zach Miller going to Matt Marcoux as his number one tight end. Corey Coleman, Marcus Wheaton, Laquan Treadwell, Sterling Shepard, a bunch of rookie receivers, and Marcus Wheaton. Go in that uh, mid-ninth round here in a mini run. Uh, Coleman to Matthew Friedman. Marcus Wheaton to Darren Summer. Laquan Treadwell to Scott Fish. And Sterling Shepard to Roger Gifford. Drew Brees, the fifth quarterback selected tonight, goes to Mike Visconti, who actually doubles up on quarterbacks. He already had Rodgers in the sixth round. He takes Brees in the ninth. Derrick Henry, Chris Ivory, and Isaiah Crowell. Of course, uh, Ivory, the second-to-last pick of the ninth round, to uh, Sam Hendricks from Extra Point Press and Isaiah Crowell completing the ninth round. Derrick Henry, Dave, to Jay Flake. I'm just looking at this right now at the 9-10, roughly seven rounds later. 
than when he went in your Scott Fishbowl draft. I know it's crazy. Right? It is crazy. It, it's way, pretty bizarre. You know what else is crazy is I think Hendricks is in England, by the way. So I think it's two. Oh, yeah, I, forget, I always forget about that. I think it's two twenty-three a.m. right now. He's probably eating some fish and chips, and just ha- you know having a pint of whatever, not, yeah. not Guinness, whatever they drink over there. Yeah, um, English brew. Yeah, um, Newcastle, I believe, sure. is pretty whatever. popular. He drives an Aston Martin. Does he really? <laughs> no. Yeah. Has bad teeth. <laughs> His teeth have gone bad. Since should have, we should have had him come on and talk about Brexit. I, I wonder if he could. If he yeah. he couldn't vote for that, he's probably just a no. illegal alien. He or is in um, the United States Air Force, Dave. Is I, that what it is? I honestly forget, but I, I think be, that sounds about right. Yeah, and uh, he actually has written a couple of guidebooks, um, fantasy football guidebooks that you can get at extrapointpress.com. One of which you wrote the foreword to. Yeah, it was it was a terrible forward. The book itself is much better than but the stupid But one forward. could say that while the forward was terrible, whoever edited the forward yes. certainly did a great job. You did with very that. Well. Thank you very much. You're a very good editor. The uh, the only two books, fantasy football books, I believe you and I have been published in that one, and then uh, uh, Dominic Lafieri's um, uh, what the heck was it called? The one that came out whatever it was four or five years ago, and he had a chapter on podcasts. And uh, I was just casually flipping through it because he was he had them at the the FFPC main event in uh, 2012, I want to say. Sure. And uh, I was flipping. I saw the podcast chapter. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if he mentions us. And sure enough, he, he did mention us. And the sentence, for the, the first sentence for the the um, the description of our podcast, uh, and it was it was very well. I mean, it was very positive towards our podcast. But the start off was. A 2012 novelty, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak start, which was, it really, we are a novelty podcast. I mean, that is, even among fantasy circles. Hey, people still shop at Spencer Gifts, and all they sell is novelties. We are the Spencer Gifts of fantasy football That's podcasts. right, X-rated and a little raunchy. Yeah. And you don't want your kids going in there. Yeah, either. and filled with teenagers. <laughs> Plus plenty of uh, Tupac posters. That's right. And, uh, and uh uh, insane clown posse T-shirts <laughs> and black lights galore. Uh, exactly. So that is uh, we that's our black show. lights up here in the studio. We definitely should not do that. That's, uh, that is, that's a good idea. That's the ninth round. We are way overdue for a break, ladies and gentlemen. Lava lamp? We're, maybe a lava lamp. We're going to come back right after this. Dave is going to go search the studio for a lava lamp that he can set up. Broadcasting the Pros versus Joe's number four. Here comes the rain again draft here live. This is the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour with Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Back in a couple of minutes. I'm Eric Balkman. He is Dave Gerzak. We are the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour broadcasting the FFPC Pros versus Joes draft number four. Here comes the Rain Again Division live tonight. The uh, winner of this draft, or winner of this league, I should say, is going to be getting a 2017 main event entry in the Fantasy Football Players Championship to compete for a $250,000 grand prize. Uh, this is uh, nearly a $2,000 value, so definitely uh, people going to be shooting for the moon trying to win this league. Because if you get uh, second, you're not going to get that main event entry. First place is the big payoff in this division. We uh, talked about the ninth round, Dave. Do you want to say something here? Did you find the lava lamp or no? You know what? I was just thinking about that. Okay. I don't like lava lamps. Why not? They're fire hazards? No. I'll tell you why I don't like lava lamps. Because when you're a kid, you see the lava lamp and you're like, oh, those are so great. Yeah. So what do you do? You go buy one, right? Yeah. And you plug it in and then you sit there. Yeah. You sit there for like eight hours while the damn thing heats up. And finally, it starts to work. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like having to wait for crap. I don't like shopping at Ikea. I don't want to have to put together all sorts of stuff with 150 screws. 
I want my stuff assembled for me. I want my lava lamp to work right when I buy it. What do you think about those uh, an American bulky. Those steak I want it right away. where you can grill your own steak? I don't like that either. I don't either. And you know what? My, a lot of my friends love that. You know, back in the day when we used to, there used to be a couple of places in town here that let you do it. I always had them cook mine for me. One, because I was lazy and just wanted to drink before I ate. And two, I was going to screw it up. I was oh, either yeah, going right to burn now. it or, or get some sort of food poisoning from not cooking it long enough. I don't, don't put that responsibility on me. Well, then you can't send it back either. It's right, right if you're like, oh, I wanted this medium rare. Well, you cooked it, retard. Yeah. Actually, wait, that's not politically correct. You yeah. cooked it, dumb guy. Yeah, that's not politically correct. You were the one who burned it, retard. <laughs> As it were. I shouldn't even have said that. That was funny. Uh, hopefully my wife isn't listening. <laughs> I'm sure she's not. Anyway, um, round 10 here as we kick things off. Marvin Jones is the first selection of the 10th round to uh, Stan Smith. Travis Benjamin is the 1002 selection to extrapointpress.com. By the way, if Farrell Elliott, Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Commissioner, had a team that he was putting five on it, yeah. Travis Benjamin would be one of his receivers. All right. Loves Travis Benjamin this year. Fan. Would love him in the 10th round, too. That's great value. For Sam Hendrick. Tevin Coleman there, uh, the third straight running back drafted by Jay Flake, the backup running back for Atlanta. Philip Dorsett goes off the board to Mike Visconti right after that. Bilal Powell, who is currently running with the ones in Jets training camp, he goes to Roger Gifford. Doriel Green Beckham, the notorious DGB, goes to Scott Fish. Mohamed Sanu right after that. And then CJ Proceis, the uh, Seattle Seahawks rookie running back, goes to fantasylabs.com's uh, Matthew Friedman. Jimmy Graham, uh, once again, falling in drafts tonight. Now he goes below Zach Miller. Oh. To the, I feel like they should be playing the song Ghetto Vet by Ice Cube for Mad Marcus' team because you got Jimmy Graham and then Palmer. Once again, all vets. Yeah, Carson Palmer uh, in the, the, taken in the 11th round. We'll get to that in a little bit. DeAndre Washington, the opposite of old. He goes uh, to uh, Rotoviz's Kevin Cole in the 10th round there. And then uh, Javorius Buck Allen goes to Blake Pyle the second-to-last selection of the 10th round, the last one, being uh, your favorite quarterback, Dave, who you insinuated was lazy, loved burgers, and was, quote-unquote, fat. He is the last pick of the 10th round to Bob Harris. Bob Harris gets the hookup with Antonio Brown and Big Ben. Uh, I will say this about Matt's team. I I keep talking about it, but with Jimmy Graham, I I know that I probably would have taken Big Ben there and then waited to see if Jimmy Graham would have come back around. I know that you know, teams one and two only had one tight end, but team three already had two. Maybe Graham would have made it back. Not sure. You know, it's it's, it's tough because he's been he, in, yeah, he's, he's been, been in such there. a free fall, but yeah. but he still is it's kind of late. hasn't found a home yet. Um, I would say he's been maybe going not. maybe a round or two earlier in uh, football guys drafts, but in um, DEs like this, he he's been falling a little bit more. I'd have to go. Well, tell you what. Go on fantasymojo.com if you want to find yeah, out the real out. answer. Check out the draft boards that Darren Armani has posted there. Uh, so that is uh, Jimmy Graham, the second tight end to uh, Matt Marcoux uh, from EA Sports, actually, which <laughs> pretty awesome stuff that he's the one who putting together these massive Madden tournament series. Yeah, as long as he doesn't have to listen to, like, the customer service inquiries from, like, 16-year-old pimple-faced kids. Uh, do they make customer service inquiries? 16-year-old pimple-faced kids? I feel like no, they're no, the No, of course they have their entitled. They, they have their moms do it. No, no, they wouldn't even do that. Mom, they, uh, I can't get registered for this tournament. Of course, our, uh, of course, our good friend Premium User, the, his approach to that would just be go on Twitter. Don't yeah, even bother calling the helpline. That's actually true. And mention them on Twitter and just keep berating them right. on there until you get your way. Yeah. yeah, that works. That's um, actually more effective than email now. Yeah, to my knowledge, it's been pretty effective for them. Uh, don't do that with FFPC. We uh, will block you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Both, both comments are actually true. No, probably. they're not true. They're not true. If you're reading, you might get blocked. Any favorite picks in the 10th round here, Dave? We, we have a bunch of uh, young running backs in Buck Allen, DeAndre Washington, C.J. Proceis, Tevin Coleman going off the board. Of course, I already mentioned Travis Benjamin. Marvin Jones seems to be a bit of a value there in the 10th round. And it's, a little, Jordan, it's a little unfair because it's the first pick, but I also like the Marvin Jones pick. Well, I mean, it's still 10th round. I mean, it's I mean, to compare with the other is. 11 picks in the round that went after him, I guess. Kind of like that Bilal Powell selection by Roger Gifford. I mean, Me Matt, Forte, kind of sneaky. Matt Forte is not a young man anymore. Already has a soft tissue injury. here, And, you know, granted, they're probably taking it super easy on him, but who knows? And the, it's not like the Jets went out and got another uh, big-time running back to compete for uh, carries and catches there in that offense. So Bilal Powell could end up having, especially in a DE format, uh, several really good weeks if Forte was to miss any time. Very true. Very true. Uh, let's move on to the 11th round and discuss that. Bob Harris leads things off with LeGarrette Blount. Uh, and then Tom Brady, Blount's uh, teammate, falls to the 11th round. He of the four-game suspension. Uh, he was the Blake Pyle, the 11-02. Stephon Diggs, uh, the number one or number two or number three receiver for Minnesota. We have no idea. Number three? Yeah, he could be. Who knows? Carson Palmer, the pick right <laughs> after that to Matt Marcou, as Dave alluded to earlier. Shane Vereen, the New York Giants running back, goes right off the board to Matthew Friedman. And then a couple of tight ends, Vance McDonald and Kyle Rudolph, go to Darren Summer and Scott Fish, respectively. Philip Rivers is the selection after that. Devin Funches, the uh, second receiver for Carolina goes uh, to Fantasy Sports Central's Mike Visconti. Charles Clay is the third tight end selected in the 11th round. And then we're on a little bit of a quarterback run here, too. Blake Bortles goes to uh, Sam Hendricks. And Stan Smith rounds out the 11th round by taking Eli Manning. So think, now uh, Darren Summers is going to be kicking himself a little bit for taking Vance McDonald. Instead of a quarterback? Uh, yeah. Vance McDonald is his third tight end. Wasn't necessarily a massive need there. However, with quarterback as deep as it is, What's to say he just doesn't get three quarterbacks with his next three picks and just, you know, having a starter at this point, three starters might be enough to be successful, especially when you look at the stacking he's done on that team thus far. That's very true. Especially when your boy, Ryan, I shouldn't say any yeah, don't players. Say, don't say it because it could go in this round here. It could go any, any pick. Uh, okay, so let's look at that 11th round here. I think this is something I've been seeing over the last few pros versus Joe's draft. This seems to be the round or right around this round. We see a lot. It's like a rainbow round. We see a lot of quarterbacks and tight ends going off the board here. Uh, people scrambling to get their number twos or number threes uh, or maybe number one quarterbacks here. Uh, that seems to be what has been happening pretty consistently uh, in the 2016 edition of the pros versus Joe. So that is what happened here. Uh, any favorite picks? I, I happen to like that Blake Bortles pick, getting him in the late 11th. One of the big warts on him so far this season, Dave, has been the fact that people have been drafting him so high taking away the value, taking away his ceiling, but you get him in the 11th. You're not really paying a premium on that. Got to like the Bortles pick at the end of the 11th. I do like the Bortles pick. I mean, I, I guess I always heard the reason he wasn't being picked as early is, uh, is the defense is so much better. I think that, that you've been hearing that from me. Yeah. And, and a few other people, I guess, have said that as well, but it's like, you know, you have to kind of prove it as well. I like Bortles. I mean, he's only getting better. Uh, Hearn's got that long-term contract. Allen Robinson's fantastic. And uh, T.J. Yeldon is really not that good. So what are you going to do? you got to throw it. Yeah, you are going to throw it. I think that um, you look at – what was the other pick? Oh, uh, Vance McDonald. We've, we've touched on him a little bit, the, the, at least two of the last drafts um, that we've broadcast live here. What's the general consensus? Uh, you know, it's a weird selection to me in the fact that, A, it's Vance McDonald. I mean, which is kind of just weird to begin with. And, B, he's on an offense – 
that was not very good last year, that a lot of people are predicting to be not very good this year, but they have a new coach. They have a lot of new faces there. So it's, it's difficult because you're trying to project who is going to be the beneficiary of getting the targets on that offense. And when you're getting in a premium format, tight end premium format like the FFPC, getting Vance McDonald in the 11th round, that seems to me a solid bet in which to hitch your wagon to uh, for fantasy production, especially in a format like this. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense, Balky. Yeah, you know, there's no other receiver there that's proven. Bolden got signed by the Lions. They, I, I'm actually a little surprised they didn't re-up Bolden in San Francisco, but whatever. Um, of course, he supposed you want to go to a winner. So McDonald, he <laughs> could be that the, he did. <laughs> so then he chose the Lions. More, more on that later. <laughs> So his agent's like, um, how about the Lions? Hey, uh, Calvin Johnson retired. <laughs> They're looking for a, a new Megatron there. He's like, I want to go to a winner. Uh, it's the only offer. All right, sign with you. So McDonald, yeah, he'll be all right. That's, 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 that's all I've got to say. I, well, I don't think that... There's another receiver on that team that I like, and he's going to go on my team. We'll talk about yeah, him. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, I like the LeGarrette Blunt pick. Uh, again, a, a selection that we made on our Scott Fishbowl team to get him in the 11th round, a guy who might be toting the rock quite a bit, especially in those first four weeks as the pressure has been taken off of, or the pressure will be attempted to be taken off Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt might play a pretty big role in the month of September for the New England Patriots. I don't really have a whole lot of, uh, else to say in, in the 11th round. I would say that I don't want, I don't want you to pen him in on my Eric Balkman squad this year because I, I feel like his ADP is going to go up, but I'm as far as where Devin Funches is going in drafts right now, really, really a big fan of adding him. That's great because I've always been a big Funches guy. Well, well, you know, you look at who took him tonight. Was this Mike Visconti? Yeah. Mike Visconti takes him, and this is after he only had – He was in dire, dire need of a wide receiver. He had two receivers through round nine on his roster, and now he's gone three straight receivers getting Dorsett, Funches, and Steve Smith, I think – that was a good patchwork job getting those three, but getting Funches good way to put it. as your number four or number five receiver, Dave. And this is that, that's what you can get them at in, in classics with the FFPC right now, the, the 20 rounders with fab bidding uh, throughout the season uh, to get Funches as your number four or five. Excellent, excellent way to spend a draft pick as long as it's not like the sixth round. Yeah. I mean, he's a young guy. He's got upside. I mean, that's the thing is you either go really old or really young when you're looking at these 10th through 15th round receivers. Right. And that's what he did. He took, four, he took Dorsett, Funches, and icon Steve Smith. So I, I like all those picks. We're uh, through round 12 here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's uh, go through this round, which we will be dubbing the quarterback round. A lot of quarterbacks go in this round here. Jameis Winston leading things off to Stan Smith. Kirk Cousins, the Washington quarterback to Sam Hendricks right after that. Vincent Jackson, Steve Smith go off the board. Uh, guys who were like second or third round picks about three years ago. Uh, they Not go, even. Not even, really? Well, V-Jacks, like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, I guess, maybe, yeah, yeah. So Vincent Jackson to Jay Flake, Steve Smith to Mike Visconti. Andy Dalton, uh, of course, some relation to Dave Gerzak, I am told. He goes to uh, Roger Gifford. What the hell, Balky? James Starks, the selection after that, uh, to Dynasty League football, Scott Fish. And then uh, quarterback run, Derek Carr to Darren Summer. Who wears eyeliner? Matthew, Darren Summer does not wear eyeliner. No, but Derek Carr sure does. Matthew Friedman takes Marcus Mariota. Tyrod Taylor is the selection for Matt Marcou. And then uh, Road of Business Kevin Cole takes Fat Tony Romo. <laughs> Matt, I, I like that name a lot, Falky. Fat, Fat Tony Romo. The FTR. Matthew <laughs> Stafford is the final quarterback of the run to Blake Pyle, uh, who doubles up uh, his the, quarterback. the Sopranos. Yeah, Stafford to Brady. Fat Tony Romo is in the. Hey, Fat Tony! <laughs> 
Where, where was you the other night? I was playing quarterback for the Cowboys. That's pretty good. Yeah, I heard. I heard you. You wasn't there though. You said something about a broken collarbone. <laughs> you weren't around. So where exactly were you Sunday afternoon, Fat Tony? <laughs> I was at a, I was at a rib joint. That's really good. Thank you, Matthew Stafford, the second to last pick of the twelfth round, and ASJ Austin Safarian Jenkins, the starting. Tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? Why do you lose his job? Why? No, you know, it's a, it's a, the re- Tell me about it, Paul. The reports out of Tampa Bay about Safarian Austin Jenkins Safarian Jenkins are lazy. very comparable to the reports in the fantasy sports podcasting industry about our show. Lazy? Uh, Not really that interested? Disinterested? Yes, it, disinterested, um, un, uh, unknowledgeable <laughs> uh, would be another one. Unprofessional. Entitled. Yep. Um, yeah. White would be would be another one. <laughs> Uber talented and does and they don't really need to show up to practice because they can bring it on game day, Balky. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Well, we haven't brought it on uh, on game day. <laughs> Missed a lot of time last year because of injury <laughs> or vacations or vacations. Uh, one more prevalent than the other. He's the last pick of the twelfth round. A lot of quarterbacks going here in the twelfth round, Dave. If you were in a format like this, twenty-eight round, twelve teams. You're trying to get three quarterbacks on your roster, four quarterbacks. What are you looking at if you were a team here? I would for uh, sure. oh, total, not by the twelve. Yeah, round. no, I would for sure try and get three quarterbacks in this draft, in this uh, this format. I don't really need four. I, three is just fine. That's all I want. Yeah, I uh, I, don't, I really don't want a sucky one though. I and I want three that are pretty solid. I, w- I would be um, well defined sucky, like a like a bottom five starter. Yeah, like I don't want a guy who's or bottom ten. I don't want a guy who's not a, not an unquestioned starter. I want an unquestioned. I mean, Fitzpatrick would be okay because he's so an like, unquestioned starter. You would not like the Denver situation. No, not at all. I would, you would want not, nothing to do with that. Would you like the Cleveland situation? No, nothing to do with that. Okay, that's interesting to me. That because I don't know how many unquestioned situations are out there right now. Well, there's a lot. Everyone who's been taken so far has been an unquestioned quarterback at oh, start. There's so a lot of quarterbacks taken here, Darren. Well, what do you got? 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, I mean, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Okay, so then you have Alex Smith, Fitzpatrick. I mean, those guys aren't sexy picks, but they're starters, and you're guaranteed that they're right. going to start. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying is I don't want to take these, like, bottom five guys. Where okay. It's like you're not sure. Fair enough. That makes a lot of sense, actually, and, and I'm, I'm with you on that as far – I mean, because you don't want to – where the quarterbacks are going to be running out here shortly. You don't want to take a quarterback and have to count on him as your number three, or God forbid your number two. And you don't even know if he's going to be starting throughout the season, uh, barring injury. So I think that that is definitely something to keep in mind. They do protect quarterbacks, but they still are getting hurt. I mean, they're not getting hurt as badly as before. Um, I think with Rotoviz, I mean, he's got Romo and then that gets risky because Romo's already a huge injury risk. He's old and he gets hurt all the time. So, I mean, he's going to have to go back-to-back back in the 14th and 15th round, and I just hope there's guys out there for him. All right, we're uh, coming up on the 13th round here, ladies and gentlemen, and I think that is about all the coverage we can give you as far as a pick-by-pick basis because we want to talk about uh, these teams. And so we're going to fly through that right after these messages. You're listening to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour with Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. I'm going to take a look at the team-by-team, team construction, player pick, and analysis coming up right after this. Welcome back to the final segment of tonight's show. It is Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour bringing you uh, Here Comes the Rain Again. 
League Number Four of the 2016 FFPC Pros versus Joes League. This is the best podcast out of the four so far, right? Uh, clearly, it is fourth out of four. <laughs> I will say that. Let's start with Team 12 and Stan Smith. If you'd like to go right to left tonight, Dave. Is that all right with you? Sure. All right, we'll do that. I was just getting my directions in order. All right, so right is on your right side. <laughs> you just hold up, hold up your hands. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the index finger and thumb form an L. That's how you know oh, it's yeah. the left side. Very smart. Just don't hold your hand backwards. Dan Smith, uh, quarterbacks are Eli Manning and Jameis Winston. The running backs, Matt Forte, Giovanni Bernard, Isaiah Crowell. Receivers, Allen Robinson, Des Bryant, Tyler Lockett, Michael Crabtree, Deshaun Jackson, Marvin Jones. Tight ends are Travis Kelsey. And Jordan Cameron. Don't have a problem with the quarterbacks. Receivers incredibly deep. Uh, tight ends, probably would have liked to see three as far as how long he waited to draft the second one and the 13th getting Cameron. Uh, and then the running back uh, situation, it's going to need to be pounding that position pretty good here and getting some, hand, uh, some, some other people's handcuffs. Yeah, I like his receivers a lot with Tyler. Uh, after the first two, obviously those guys are great, but Lockett, Crabtree, Deshaun, and Marvin Jones. A lot of like, you know, Awesome game or bust type guys with Deshaun, Tyler Lockett, and Crabtree. Uh, I'm really concerned about the running backs deeply. Deeply concerned. Huh? Yeah, I mean, with, you know, Crowell, you know, the offense sucks. He's not even Garrett. You know, they, they keep talking about Duke Johnson. So I'm, I'm concerned about Crowell having a lot of these, like, five-point games, like, four, you know, eight rushes for 35 yards. Uh, Smith just took McKinnon, which is one of my little super guys. Go. I, do think, I think AP's got a lot of uh, concern about getting injured this year. So I, I, that's a guy that I would always want to handcuff APs if I could. Speaking of AP, let's move to Sam Hendricks from ExtraPointPress.com's team. Blake Bortles, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill are his quarterbacks. Adrian Peterson, Doug Martin, Matt Jones, Chris Ivory are his running backs. Alshon Jeffrey, Devontae Parker, Kevin White, and Travis Benjamin are out wide. Delaney Walker. Julius Thomas at tight end. Uh, solid, if unspectacular, team here, Dave. I'm, I'm loving the quarterback value that he got. Uh, I think he'll have running backs, the top four are very strong. Again, he's going to have to address that position. And honestly, he's probably going to have to address the receiver position probably more than he thought he would after taking Jeffrey and Parker early. I think he's totally fine at running back. He's got AP, Doug Martin, and Matt Jones. So that's three solid starters. I thought Matt Jones was a value in the sixth round. Uh, Parker, the problem with your number two receiver being either Parker or Kevin White is one of those two have to emerge. Kevin White's still technically a, uh, technically not a rookie, or is he technically a rookie? Whatever yeah, it I think is. he technically is a rookie. Hasn't played, so whatever the hell it is. He, you know, he's done nothing so far in the NFL, even if he's looking great. So receiver, yeah, that's, that's my biggest concern by far. Tight end and quarterback, I think he's just fine. Uh, Jay Flake, Russell Wilson, and Ryan Fitzpatrick are his quarterbacks. Lamar Miller, DeMarco Murray, D'Angelo Williams, Derrick Henry, Tevin Coleman at running back. Keenan Allen, Julian Edelman, Jeremy Macklin, and Vincent Jackson at receiver. Gary Barnage and Charles Clay are the tight ends. Not a huge fan of the tight ends, Dave. I think the running backs are going to be fine. Going to be interesting to see who gets his, uh, he gets as his number three quarterback. Uh, and the receivers. I mean, he gets three early, and then Vincent Jackson is number four. That could be a problem as well. So you're not a big fan of this team. I don't really mind it. I mean, the thing with Barnage with me is it's just, this is my thing. It's tough for me to take Delaney Walker and Barnage because the teams are so bad. <laughs> right. It's just, it's tough for me to but get over But they both that. excelled last year. When I they know, were and, that, and that's just my own personal problem. So right. I look at these picks, and I'm like, oh, whatever. But then you look at the stat line, and it's great because no one else on the team is talented. Um, Keenan Allen's great. Edelman and Macklin, that's fine. I think Lamar Miller, I mean, you're, you're betting on the come with Lamar Miller. I mean, he hasn't really proven to be a first-round caliber running back. He hasn't back. had the opportunity. He has, well, he has had the opportunity. The has team, he? Yes. 
has he had the opportunity when you have a Joe Philbin-led coaching staff in Miami keeping the handcuffs on him as long as they could in that offense? Okay, as much as we crap on Joe Philbin, and rightfully so, he's the worst. But if AP, as, even as a person, I mean, forget the coaching. The guy's a he doesn't tip, sure and when he goes to restaurants, he, he never smiles like a, like at a children. Poor no, I'm just I'm kidding. Sure I'm sure he's, he's a he's fine great. person as a human, not a good coach. But if you know, if Adrian Peterson or Jamal Charles in his prime or one of those players were on that team, do you think he would have been pulled in the second half of games? Hell no, yeah. no. Lamar Miller is not as talented as those players, so I just don't. I think that that's a little bit of a problem I have with that. Even though it's the first round pick. Miller could be great. They're going to run the ball a lot. Uh, it's a new situation. So I think there's risk when, it's, when a player moves from one team to the other. So I think there's even a little bit of risk with Lamar Miller there. Okay. Well, I will not disagree with that, with the little bit of risk part. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees are the quarterbacks. I can't believe for... I just gave Regis Sullivan some credit here. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dave. I really appreciate you giving me that credit here tonight. <laughs> I just want to tell you I'm a big fan of your show and everybody else's. That doesn't sound anything ripping, like him. Ripping on me with. Uh, oh, it sounds playing, like okay, Joe Phillips. Not playing Lamar Miller. I <laughs> uh, really appreciate you guys not uh, really taking us through the muck and the mire there. That was really great. You guys have been great. Thanks a lot. Could not be more excited to be on your show right now. Wasn't that the biggest loss, by the way? Shh. When Hard Knocks was on, yeah. if you could have bet like a million dollars on the Miami under that season after I, watching Hard Knocks. I would have bet Philbin would have been fired before they got done taping. <laughs> I mean, so dreadful. That's terrible. Oh, and he's a Packers guy, too. I mean, he's from the Green Bay organization. Yeah, sometimes those coaching trees have a broken branch. Fantasy Sports Central, Mike Visconti's quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, Ezekiel Elliott, C.J. Anderson, Thomas Rawls, Devontae Booker, and Wendell Smallwood at running back. Receivers Brandon Marshall, Alan Hearns, Philip Dorsett, Devin Funches, Steve Smith, Greg Olson, and Dwayne Allen are the tight ends. Dave, we talked about his receivers, did a pretty good job patching those up after waiting, after getting his second one in Alan Hearns. What do you make of the running back situation? Because I'm fine with his quarterbacks and tight ends. I probably would not have taken Drew Brees. I probably would have taken a running back there instead of Brees when he already had Rodgers. Other than that, uh, solid competitive team. I do like his team. I don't like. I don't mind Rawls as his third running back, and now especially when he grabbed Booker behind C.J. Anderson, I thought that was really nice. That solidified his running back. Smallwood's a good flyer, and the receivers are fine as well. I mean, the receivers he's going to need. He's going to need some production out of all of those guys: Dorsett, Funches, and Smith. I mean, that that's her. Even Hearns. I mean, that's his number two receiver, so that's going to be a little bit of a problem. He does have Greg Olson, which is nice, and I think Dwayne Allen's going to be pretty solid for the Colts. Roger Gifford waited on quarterback and still snared Phillip Rivers, Andy Dalton, and Jay Cutler. His running backs are Eddie Lacy, Danny Woodhead, Bilal Powell. Actually, three guys on my Blake Harrington team, Dave, now that I look at it. Uh, <laughs> you Jordan, love this team. Jordan Howard. Uh, no, not Jordan Howard. Yeah. Uh, Lacy, Woodhead, Bilal Powell, Amir Abdullah, Jordan Howard. Uh, Ster, um, A.J. Green, Jarvis Landry, Michael Floyd, Sterling Shepard at receiver. Jason Witten and Kobe Fleener are the tight ends. Uh, I love a lot of the players on this team. Uh, for 2016, Dave, Lacey, Fleener, um, Blau Powell, I like, and the fact that he waited on quarterback still got really good value, including Jay Cutler's as number three. Nice job. Uh, receiver depth is a little concerning, but I think that's really the only question mark I have on this team. You're going to rip on his tight ends. I'm going to rip on They're fine. They're, they're, they're okay, Valky. It's fine. Um, you know, Gifford, is a, he's a veteran high-stakes player. He knows what he's doing. I think he did well with some of those picks. I think the, the Woodhead and Abdullah picks were, were solid. I do think he needs more receivers, though. I mean, like, even Powell, I thought it was an, a solid value, but he could have used a receiver there. Even Jordan Howard, I mean, you gotta, he's got to pick up more receivers. I think that's – hopefully there's some left, and there's got to be some left, though. 
Scott Fish of the esteemed Scott Fish Bowl from DynastyLeagueFootball.com, picking next to him, Andrew Luck and Alex Smith are his quarterbacks. Running backs, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Jay Ajayi, and James Starks. Receivers, Randall Cobb, Kelvin Benjamin, John Brown, Laquan Treadwell, Doriel Green-Beckham, and Kamar Aiken. Ladarius Green and Kyle Rudolph are the tight ends. Dave, I'm becoming less of a Ladarius Green guy by the day, so I'm a little concerned with the tight ends on this team because Kyle Rudolph seems to disappoint every single year. Luck is going to have to come up big, especially when Alex Smith is your only backup right now. Receivers are great, and running backs uh, I, I can live with. Uh, again, I'm an Ajayi guy, and uh, I think Starks uh, carves out a role here in a DE format. I'm, I'm concerned about the running backs after Gurley and Bell. Even Bell has some concerns. Ajayi, if he loses that job, you know, he's only got two running backs, really. And then John Brown, he's the number three receiver on his team and on the team that he's on, even though he's the fantasy gonna, team here. Yeah, yeah, the fantasy team and the team that he's on. He's going to have to be, you know, have really good production as that receiver. Then Treadwell and Beckham have some, have some concerns as well. I mean, they're young guys. I mean, they have to, they all have to break out. And then Benjamin, even as a, you know, he's coming back off that injury. So there's question marks. If they hit, he could be good. But, you know, there's a lot of problems with, with some of these receivers. Darren Summer has won a lot of cash playing high-stakes fantasy football in his career. Sorry, Scott. I'm not trying to rip on your team. No, it's, I, again, I, I think it's great. Um, Derek Carr and Matt Ryan are the quarterbacks. The running backs are Deion Lewis, Duke Johnson, Ryan Matthews. Uh, and that is it. Receivers are DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. I kept looking for another one. There was another green one. DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, Marcus Wheaton, Muhammad Sanu, and Mike Wallace, Tyler Eifert, Eric Ebron, Vance McDonald. One of the first teams to take a third tight end, Dave. It came at the expense of getting a fourth running back, and it also came at the expense of getting a first quarterback. It looks like he might be okay with quarterback, getting Carr and Ryan. We'll see if he, who he ends up after that. Receivers are excellent. Uh, he's three deep at running back. But not a lot of depth after that. I'm actually, you know, I, I like. Oh, the, and his receivers are phenomenal. If I didn't yeah, say that, I like this team quite a bit, actually. I mean, I like how he constructed it. I like that he waited on tight end and he waited on quarterback. But he got some value. He got some value with Eifert. I mean, if you look at Bob Harris was talking about taking Eifert at the 501 pick, 412 pick. Instead, Eifert goes, you know, quite a bit later. He goes in the, at the 706, which is a full two rounds later. Deion Lewis, Duke Johnson, Ryan Matthews, all contributors, all with the exception of Duke Johnson, solid offenses. So he's going to get running back points, and then he just powered through the strength, and which is the wide receiver position. Uh, I'm not, you know, you know how I feel about Muhammad Sanu. I don't think he's going to be great. It's not because of the Muhammad. It's just because of, it's because of the Sanu. Yeah, we already offended people with uh, <laughs> with disabilities on on tonight's show. Let's try to keep uh, religious overtones. Just one one per episode. Let's just offend <laughs> one group of people per episode. Leave it at that. Um, People with some sort of eating disorder, you're next. I, I feel like that, you know. We already talked about Fat Tony Romo. Oh, we did, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, live and learn, people. We're just trying to get better on this show. A uh, good friend of the show, Matthew Friedman from Fantasy Labs, takes Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota, and Joe Flacco, Jeremy Langford, Jonathan Stewart, Charles Sims, CJ Prosize, and Shane Vereen. Oh, I miss uh, Devontae Freeman uh, also on that squad. Demaryius Thomas, Jordan Matthews, Corey Coleman are his receivers. Tight end Rob Gronkowski and Clive Walford at tight end. So you look at that squad, Dave, not a lot of tight end depth, not a lot of receiver depth. I think he's going to be okay with running back. He'll be fine with quarterback, obviously. Uh, it's just going to be a, a matter of getting a, a tight end that can start for him a couple of weeks, maybe three, uh, and then uh, pounding some receiver depth here. Why, is Gronk going to miss three weeks? Well, I mean, the first month of the season, we really don't know what's going to happen there with Garoppolo as quarterback. <laughs> I, you know, when a team has Gronk 
and and uh, Cam Newton. It's just uh, it's you look at the rest of the team and you think it's going to suck. And I, I think he did a really amazing job here of, of getting a team that's pretty solid. I mean, Devonta Freeman, Langford, and Stewart, that's fine. He's got some other running backs that are pretty decent. And then so I figure the receivers are going to be terrible, and they're not great. I mean, you know, he's got Demarius. I, I think Demarius is actually pretty cheap this year. Yeah, he totally is. Demarius, Jordan Matthews, Corey Coleman. I like Corey Coleman a lot as a rookie that's going to be really solid. Right. So he's only got three receivers. So, I mean, granted, he's only planning on probably starting two. So he's got to get some more. So that's his biggest weakness. Uh, but I, I do like this team because he's going to get so many points out of quarterback and tight end. And even running back, he's not in too bad a shape. So I, I, I do like the team overall. I mean, we don't really see two teams we, we both like uh, next to each other in the draft. But I think Darren Summer and Matthew Freeman did a pretty good job of uh, formulating some pretty solid rosters despite drafting next to each other. Matt Marcoux, right after that, uh, at the four position tonight, Carson Palmer and Tyrod Taylor are his quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor is not old enough for his team. Yeah, Jamal Charles, Frank Gore, Justin Forsett, Arian Foster, and Spencer Ware, uh, five running backs with a combined age of just over 1,200 years old, uh, are his <laughs> running backs. Julio Jones, uh, Jordy Nelson, Golden Tate, Larry Fitzgerald, and Chris Hogan at receiver. Chris Hogan, another guy, like, He's not that. He's not that old. No, I know, but he he is actually kind of old. I mean, not old, but I mean, he's in his mid twenties. He's older than one would think. Yeah, mid twenties isn't that. Old. I mean, he's like one of these, just like. Yeah, know, that's about how old I think Chris Hogan is. What do you think? Twenty seven. Mid twenties. He's I, probably twenty seven. Oh, whatever. That's pretty old for like a receiver that's first kind of. That New off. England just brought in. Yeah, the only the Patriots who bring in. He's probably the number one in on that team. Yeah, Once Edelman gets like another concussion. Zach Miller, Jimmy Graham, Benjamin Watson, that tight oh, end. Chris Hogan injured his shoulder eight hours ago. Oh, really? After no. shining one day ago, then he hurt his shoulder eight hours ago. No wonder he slipped tonight <laughs> uh, in the He's draft of the 27. 27 years old. So there you go. Uh, Matt Marcoux's team, you look at it. I know you said it's old, but it's also very talented. I love you, it. You and I both like it. Yeah, I we'll, love it. We'll move on because we, we got to get to these other three teams here. Yep. Tony Romo and Teddy Bridgewater are the quarterbacks for Kevin Cole from Rotoviz. LaShawn McCoy, Melvin Gordon, TJ Yeldon, DeAndre Washington at running back, receivers Odell Beckham, Dante Moncrief, Eric Decker, Josh Gordon, Stephon Diggs, Richard Matthews, Martellus Bennett, and Niles Paul at the tight end position. I am worried, Dave. Oh, he also got Jordan Reed, excuse me. I am worried, Dave, uh, on this team uh, as far as what he's going to do uh, with running back depth. Besides that, I can definitely get on board with this squad. Well, he took the running backs that sucked as rookies, uh, Gordon and T.J. Eldon. Yep. So if they come around this year and if Gordon comes back, his team could be phenomenal. Yep. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. He's got a lot of upside, a lot of upside. Teams three through six really did a great job in this draft here. Let's go to Blake Pyle drafting from the second spot. Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford at quarterback. David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Latavius Murray, Rashad Jennings, Javorius Allen at running back. Amari Cooper, Doug Baldwin, Emmanuel Sanders, Willie Sneed, and Kendall Wright at receiver. Antonio Gates, Will Ty. Richard Rogers at tight end. Solid squad from Mr. Pyle here, Dave. Uh, if I had uh, anything, a bone to pick with it, uh, receivers aren't the greatest after the top three. Uh, he only has two on his roster, and they're going to be few and far between as the draft gets older. You can tell Blake Pyle's a high-stakes player. When you look at a lot of his picks, they're, they're good value picks. Like, Seed was a good value. Jennings was a good value. I thought Will Ty was a really good value in the 13th. And then the, uh, Richard Rogers, who's lost weight, is a really nice value in the 14th. I, I like a lot of these later picks. I think they're really good picks. Yeah, I saw Richard Rogers at the ESPYs. Man, did he look thin. Really? Yeah, like almost like um, like he was in some sort of like Weight Watchers commercial. Well, thing. you know, the thing is, I mean, he ran a 4.7 something at the, the combine yeah. at that higher weight. He might be running like a 4-6 four, four, right now. Entirely possible. Final team we'll look at tonight, Ben Roethlisberger, Brock Osweiler, and Mark Sanchez to Bob Harrison, football diehards. 
Carlos Hyde, Jeremy Hill, Theo Riddick, LeGarrette Blunt, and Darren Sproles are the running backs. Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, Sammy Watkins, Tavon Austin, Torrey Smith at receiver. The tight ends are Zach Ertz, Austin Safarian Jenkins. Dave Bob Harris, when he called in, said he didn't want to look like an ass. He definitely did not. And I think this is a, a pretty good showing, especially given this is his first year. He's got a lot of shrimpy receivers. And uh, I guarantee you one thing about Bob Harris, we're never inviting him back again. Why is that? I'm just kidding, Vaughn. He was yeah, so polished few, when he called in. I can make a few he, jokes. He was I don't on, like to be outdone by some other professional broadcaster. He's a serious XM fantasy sports radio yeah. host, and we kept him on hold for an hour and 45 minutes. Exactly. And he hung on. He's gone. He's out. <laughs> Alex, get him out of here. Uh, okay, so that is going to round out. Uh, so, okay, Bob Harris's team, another strong team. Yeah, it's fine. It's I, good. I feel like this was another strong draft. I don't, I don't, I feel like it's not as evenly balanced as last Tuesday's draft was number three, but this is another draft where there's very few teams with glaring weaknesses. And this is, is going to be one where um going to be hotly contested by several teams down the stretch of the 2016 season. I have to agree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to, uh, bring our broadcast for uh, to a close tonight. I want to thank, uh, before we get out of here, all our callers tonight, Kevin Cole, Matt Friedman, Bob Harris, Blake Pyle, Darren Armani, and Matt Marcoux. Uh, of course, you can follow uh, all those guys on Twitter, except for Blake Pyle. I don't think I have Blake's Twitter. But you know what? He's uh, the Football Guys Players Championship winner. He doesn't want to be on Twitter right now. He's driving his Lambo all over his ranch. Yeah, his Lambo with the Gigum Texas A&M logo on it. Uh, So I want to thank Dave Gerzak and uh, Darren Armani, obviously, for uh, helping put this together. Uh, We are going to be back tomorrow at 9, 8 Central. So an hour later, we'll be on for the Fire and Rain, James Taylor edition, Division 5. That's tomorrow night as we kick off the month of August. You should play that song during the show. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to say that uh, about these. Such a great great song. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. He does it better. Uh, That's up for debate. That's at 9 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, Mark McCausland, Corey Jones, Richard Ross, Anthony Sabino. Yeah, the Wizard will be drafting at the 101. <laughs> Anthony Savino, David Hubbard, our first guest ever on the HSFF Hour drafting round. Of course, Matt Jordan. Those are the Joes. The pros. This is a heavy-hitting pros lineup, Dave. Sigmund Bloom from footballguys.com. Izzy Alcafas from Dynasty Trade Calculator. Jeff Ratcliffe from Pro Football Focus. Alex Melio and Austin Lee from footballguys.com. Josh Moore from 4for4.com. And uh, closing things out at the 12th spot, Mike Clay, formerly of Pro Football Focus, now with ESPN.com. He will be in the draft tomorrow. You guys are great. Lots of talent on the pro side tomorrow. Joes have their uh, work cut out for him. Uh, so definitely tune in for that. That's at 9, 8 central tomorrow. I uh, want a uh, final reminder for everybody. Uh, you can get the full draft boards at fantasymojo.com. We have to kill the live stream here shortly on YouTube. Um, but you can uh, check out the live uh, or the full draft boards at fantasymojo.com, myffpc.com message boards. Uh, and, of course, the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour Facebook and Twitter accounts will have them as well. Sign up for the online satellites, the Superflex Leagues, and Football Guys Leagues now at myffpc.com. Uh, thanks so much for listening. we got to kill the live stream shortly. Appreciate you tuning in on a Sunday night. Your week officially starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by myffpc.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. How was it doing the two hours again tonight for the first time? Yeah, you're okay?
I couldn't believe you got up. Seriously, you got up to pee like seven times. Whatever. Well, eight, whatever it was. It was ridiculous. Fuck you.